go and top that. Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to top that. Top that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. Welcome back to another episode of Top That, your favorite weekly podcast where we discuss a variety of things in list form. Top five list form. Top five list form. <laughs> Top of. Yeah. Uh, I'm here always. I'm Sabrina. I'm with my brother, Derek. Hello. And our very good friend, Nate. Hi. Nate, How are you guys Nate doing? made snacks for us today. Just the best snacks. He did make snacks. M- me and Sabrina, uh, we're on uh, a carb-free diet. It's pretty much the keto thing. Um, so we carb cycle. Maybe this is the third time I've carb cycle carb cycled in close to a year. Um, so I I don't get to have. I try and stay away from sugar, but I don't get to have like fruit or just anything like pastries or anything like that so nate made some very nice baked goods today yeah he made a uh, little strawberry shortcake delight of sorts little nibblers yeah little and nibblers then, uh got a little wild hair in the checkout line picked up a couple Reese's peanut butter cups and did its own little version it's very nice. Little nibblers. Yeah. A couple it, nibblers. It, it was good, but it was brought up to great because it was made with love. You know, it wasn't some store-bought crap. Right. Little nibblers. couple nibblers. couple nibblers. Um, maybe yeah. we will... Got a new nibbler. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll post these nibblers on our Instagram uh, where you can find us with additional content at topthatdude on Instagram. It's T-O-P-T-H-A-T-D-U-D-E. Um, you might have to take a, a nice little photo off of these little nibblers, put it up there. Maybe, but Maybe. don't eat them all. Uh, <laughs> also, if you want to email us, you can email us at topthatdude at gmail.com. Same spelling. We don't check it very often, but we just want to <clears throat> put it out there. I checked it. There are times when, like, it's usually on, like, day four, day five of my long-ass trips, and I'm just in the hotel, can't sleep at, like, 1 a.m. I'm just kind of, I, like, lay on my side and look at the empty email. I mean, it makes me sad. <laughs> Somebody email us. Yeah. Cheer Derek up. I'm, ex- <sighs> I'm excited for our topic today. Uh, what are, What's our topic today, Derek? Why don't you tell everybody? Um, what are we calling it? We're going to do a top five what the fuck moments in our lives. Just kind of a fucking crazy story. This is a crazy story, yeah, man. Yeah, it's a crazy times. I'm going to some crazy, I went with a pretty wild crowd. Yeah. Um, mine, yeah, I pretty much think like almost all my stories is kind of like what the, there's some moment in, in the story where you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I, what the fuck could be inserted? Mine. <laughs> mine have a couple of mine have to do with poop and then the other and then towards the bottom like the good ones on my list it's just like jesus christ like i i sometimes i can't even believe the absurdity of of my stories 
Really? Yeah. I feel, I kind of like, I was racking my brain today and I don't know, like, I feel like I've had a pretty fun life and kind of like weird stories, but I don't feel like I have any like wild and crazy stories, like too many of them. I got a few that I'm going to talk about today, but I feel like it was kind of difficult for me to really like find some, some good shit, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm always insecure about my list. <laughs> we'll see if you guys think these these stories are what the fuck worthy. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun list. Uh, our brother, our older brother, dropped uh, his album yesterday. Been waiting for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the BBS, BBS Diaries. BBS Diaries. Uh, check it out on iTunes or Spotify, guys. Yeah. Give it a he, little listen to the fantastic music. He dropped it a week. A week and yesterday ago. Oh, good timing. So yeah. also oh, a go. week yesterday was our good friend Riley's 27th birthday. Ooh, happy birthday. Well, now yeah. happy late birthday. Happy late birthday. Yeah. So, you know, when this airs. Yeah. So, yeah. We love you, Riley. She's 42 today. Oh, wow. Gross. Yeah. She looks great. Yeah. 42. Toilet break. Toilet talk. Drink. Where'd you get those toilet legs? The toilet store. <laughs> Gross toilet legs. Stan Brown. What's worse, garbage legs or toilet legs? Toilet legs. Yeah. It's human excrement Ugh. going in there. Gross. Garbage could be, you yeah. know, old spaghetti. Yeah, but that could be dumps too. Could be dumps. Hey, diaper, you got a risk of being dumps. Diaper dumps. But you, you're for sure getting dumps with toilet toilet legs you're maybe getting dumps with garbage legs what like baby diaper dumps and then old people diaper dumps <sighs> you could have toddler fucking dumps Ew. and old people dumps in toilet legs <laughs> so i'm just saying i think you got more of a chance with garbage legs just to end up with some you know maybe some old uh Wrapping paper <laughs> that you're like to the end of the roll, but you still got some left, but it's not enough to wrap a present. Old Taco Bell wrappers. Yeah. Fucking shredded lettuce stuck to it. Kind of see-through. Gross. Why are we talking about garbage legs? I don't know. You brought it there. I don't know. You just gross. Anyways, legs. let's get into this list. Let's talk about this list. Derek, you want to go first? I just realized three of mine, not two of mine. Three of mine have to do with poop. <laughs> Jesus, well, you're you're staying on theme with the podcast. So again, with the drinking game, if you hear anybody talk about crap, or if you hear Derek fart at all, we'll make the announcement for your, everybody to take a drink. <laughs> Derek, hit us with your number five. Oh, I gotta start us off. Okay. Uh, well, we talked about this right before we went on air. Uh, we all have our own separate stories of our time partying in lake shasta california correct yeah so that made your list nate bringing that major list it did make my list i uh i some of my time nate you spent your own time there uh because i haven't been with you every time the one time i was there which was the single best party i've been to in my life which was oregon state's party boat weekend um let's you know what, let's paint the backstory for people who don't know what we're talking about so yeah it, it, it is memorial day weekend too which is the oh, weekend that yeah. everybody goes down to shasta shit 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 so, and butt. Yeah. also be also used to be sasquatch i think that's when i think memorial day is when oregon used to go down okay yeah that makes sense because we had different weekends okay yeah. yeah 
So yeah, so, U of O. Here's Anybody how it that worked. Lived in Eugene. We'd all go Memorial Weekend. Here's how it worked when Oregon State. That my my only vision went was um, they'd go Shasta Lake is a massive lake, humongous lake. Uh, there was nothing short of a hundred plus boats there, and on a but it was a party boat, so there was it was big enough for twenty people. So it was like a three story boat, it's like a houseboat party boat on That's exactly what it was, Lake yeah. Shasta. Uh, some of them have slides. Yeah, and ours had a slide. Nice. Ours, had a, ours slide. had a slide and a dope-ass sound system. So it was literally just a party house, 20 people. I knew half of them before getting on this boat. And they became just literally tattoo blood brothers afterwards. Um, good. That's fine. You did get that good. That was very Indiana Jones of you. Thanks. Um, so the lake was big enough where you could have 100 or 200 boats on, find your own cove, you would never see another person in sight. A hundred, like, big enough for people to do that. At night, all these boats would go to the same island in the middle of the lake. And I wouldn't even call it at night. <laughs> it was like at 11.30 a.m. You had to start. Because this was this island that I met at, Slaughterhouse Island. It was literally called Slaughterhouse Island. Yeah. There were prime spots, you could say. That you could park. That Absolutely. Prime real estate. There was like a little nub that stuck mm-hmm. out on this little island. That That's where everybody centralized the party. And if you got parking around that little nub, it, you were in prime time. Like, that was good parking. Right. And you want good parking. You want good parking. Because the massive bonfire, massive rager. 100 boats around. It's literally just... It's a wet dream for frat guys. Because it's girls in bikinis running around. It's and then also sorority girls. I wouldn't just, even just say frats either. I'm, I'm college. I'd just say college. Yeah, because yeah, we, we sure shit weren't in frats. Yeah, when we went there. But it's um, it's a lot of frats. Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of people. And they party till a good four, five, six a.m. There are sheriffs in boats in the water. They don't come and they don't break up the party. They all kind of know what's going on. And I'm, I'm assuming it's really good for the economy. That's another one of the reasons. But they don't let the island get trashed. So about four in the morning when the party dissipates, it's a mad dash to get out of there. Because if you're the last one there, you have to clean the island. So it's... That's also... Uh, <laughs> that was the rumor. That everybody, everybody was told if you're the last boat there, the sheriffs will make you clean it or you get the ticket for the littering that is obviously happening because yeah. none of these people are picking up their beer cans and shit like right. that. So, yeah, it was that mad dash. I don't know if that was ever true. I feel like I was close one year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what well, it was. It never true because we were never dumb enough to stay around there and be the last boat. I know. And, and there was a time where, like, my first night there, it was like 3 a.m. I passed out. I got violently woken up by andrew garfield get the fuck up we need to go and it was literally like the scene in titanic when the blast doors of the the furnace guys that were doing the coal they keep shutting and it was literally just running jumping over uh fucking passed out people on our boat trying to take stakes out of the water push the shit out just, i'm not on the boat just leave him i swear to god i'll, I'll find you later yeah oh i'm gonna hide in the bushes come out <laughs> i'll find you later i swear to god and it was like it was like that. It was, and then we got out, and we would sail off and find our own cove, and everyone would be hurting from the night before, and we would watch the sun come up on our own party boat, do the same shit again. 
you recover in the morning, get what little sleep you can, and then head back to the island. And it was just everyone. Everyone was in a good mood. It's summer. You have. You're not depressed yet in life. You know everything's nice. Okay, so there's the picture. Right. Yeah, there's you got the picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, but we all want because you want you want with U of O. Yeah. We want with Oregon State. Yeah. I attended Portland State, so we're all over the you know. Yeah. Fucking, um. I I've been dying. Yeah, all, all my close friends know I talk about Shasta a lot. Uh, when we talk about best parties we've ever been to, Halloween in Corvallis is close up there for me. But Shasta party about weekend is hands down the best party I've ever been to in my life. Um, I drank for close to forty eight hours straight. I turned purple. They told me to go the fuck to sleep. Jesus. Uh, Anthony did because Anthony actually came with us. Yeah. Anthony Holloway, Nick Ryan it was fun. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's the picture, and we all have something on our top fives. At We're this all going to talk about our Shasta Boom. experience. So my number five, I'll start out with Shasta. Um, we taught. There was this. Girl, do you think was it? Nate, answer me this. Uh, so we there riddle was a, me this. I know. Riddle me this, dude. Um, there, the last night we were there. Um, we're on the island, and then we slept for a little while on the island on our boat parked at the island. We ta- we started uh, flapping guns and talking shit to uh, a group of girls next door to us. Yeah, was it Icebox? Was the gr- that was early? Okay, I mean, early, that wasn't early. our okay, last so night. I did two different girls. Okay. Yeah. Let's just do not go down a rabbit hole. Forget I even said the word Icebox. That's a completely different story. Oh, I uh, thought it was going to be the story. Yeah. No, we talked shit to these group of girls. And we thought that was the end of it. They retaliated by coming over in the middle of the night, taking a gross girl shit on our f- top of deck of our boat, wiping with one of our towels and leaving. <laughs> That's a, a fucking, fucking turd left. That's not a fucking upper decker. <laughs> yeah, the upper decker. And it, it was it was kind of like it was a hard cut of like imagine just like three or four like dudes waking up hungover is just staring shit? yeah is that <laughs> a shit is that a poop and, and us there's like, a shit on my floor and it was and it was human shit it was easily it was easily human shit and it was just like why would anyone ever oh yeah because we were t- and you just like imagine those girls jennifer i was so pissed off those you know what we should do we should walk over there take shit when they sleep and then wipe one of their towels and come back over is and, that is this the story? Is this yeah, your this number, is my number five? Yeah, this number five, because it's so, like... Can I add to this? Yeah. They also fucking, uh, we woke up because our boat was knocking between two other boats. We woke up and our boat was, like, uh, perpendicular to all the other boats, in between two boats. So just hitting back and forth? Yeah, like... Austin Powers our, back and yeah. forth. We turned 90 degrees. Yeah. Because they fucking unhooked us. Oh, shit. Yeah, they took our stakes out or all our ropes off and just fucking threw them. These group of renegade girls came over at night, did a ninja shit. Ninja shit. Ninja shit on top of the third floor of our boat. Keep in mind, the houseboats aren't huge. So they had to have crossed in between a couple of passed out bodies. Right. Took a shit, wiped with one of our towels, and then unplugged our boat from the island. (laughs) 
fucking love that. That's fucking savage. And I love that it's a bunch of girls. That did just it. a bunch of Wednesday Adams. <laughs> yeah. High fiving when they get back to their fucking boat. Just a bunch of ice boxes. Yeah. Icebox from the little giants yeah. for everyone that doesn't know that reference. Oh my god. That was that was the night we were closest to being last. Yeah. And we that, had to like bounce out of there. Yeah. There was like five boats left. Can... Fucking get Derek to help. Oh, his face is purple. Just leave him alone. Derek's Whoa. purple. There's a shit on the third floor. We're not even docked up. Yeah. How yeah. did that happen? Yeah. How are we even going to get out? We had to fucking Austin Powers a boat out of there. Our Captain Reese at the time has got his captain hat on. He's looking at the manifest. He's like, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess there's some shit on top. Yeah. And, uh, Looks like the shit's all fucked gotta up. Gotta get out of here. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, so I... what. I want to know what they're doing right now. I want to, because um, this is, we're going on seven years ago. So I'm assuming one's a pediatrician, one one's a doctor, maybe a lawyer or some shit like that. And it's just like, did they ever think back? Like, you remember when we'd take a shit on those guys' boat? <laughs> I love that. I hope they do. That's good. I hope we gave them that memory. That's good. And then it's, you know, one of them has like three kids now. And it's like, what? I've been teaching, I've been potty training this whole time. You can't just go around taking sh- Oh, wait, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. You, you know, know so- I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you, I was Baby, wrong. you can shit wherever you, you want. You remind me a lot of me when yeah. I was younger. Ugh, you are your mother. That's daughter. my number five. We got shit on. We literally got shit <laughs> that on. That was a what girls. the fuck. Nice. What the fuck? Is yeah. that a shit? Yeah, nice. just think of a hard cut of like four dudes just on top of the boat staring at a piece of shit from, from a group of girls. <laughs> Poking it. Yeah. You think left it here? <laughs> Icebox for oh sure. Oh my god! Yeah, nice. Bring on. Let me go. You be last. Let me go now. I'll, so I'll, uh, I'm gonna up- upload a couple of pi- when this drops. I'll upload a couple of the Shasta pictures so you kind of get an idea. I'll also find some of my Shasta pictures. Oh, too. fucking perfect! Yeah, that'll be fun. Nate, number five. So, my number five is a story. With a with a little friend of mine who's no longer with us, a guy named Reese, Captain Reese. Yeah, Captain Reese. R.I.P. He uh, this was back in college. He used to have this truck that was he he was a part of a big pass me down. I think he had a lot of pass me down vehicles. He got this older truck at one point because his last truck stopped working. And one weekend he's like, "Hey, what are you doing? You want to come back with me to the coast? I got to get some stuff done on my truck." I was like, sure, it's no problem. He didn't really tell me ever what was wrong with this truck. And as we were leaving town, uh, we were taking the back 99, for those of you that know out of Corvallis, the back 99. And we had to stop kind of off that 99 to where we had to loop around and come back. And we were coming back on the 99, and we're, there's a stoplight <laughs> when you're coming off that highway back into the town. And we we're coming up to it. And Reese starts hitting his brakes and he looks over at me and he's like, I hope this turns green. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? He's like, we're going up to the coast because my brakes are out and I got to get them fixed. I was like, are you fucking serious? He's like, yeah, dude, we're going through this red light no matter what happens. And we were coming up to this red light and sure enough, he like, there was no one around. Thank God. And he looked both ways. He was like, here we go. Oh (laughs) my God. And we just went through the red light. Holy shit. Yeah. And I don't know. He maneuvered it. We ended up making it to the coast with no brakes. 
him just fucking maneuvering how he's using the pedal and fucking using the emergency brake oh to slowly look God. Amazing. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, but that was my what the fuck when he was like, yeah, we don't got any brakes coming up to a red light. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's nuts. Yeah. I freaking, uh, when we were in high school, I don't, yeah, you must have been in high school. Our parents had this red exploder and it was a good car, but at one point, I can't remember what it was, if it was an almost accident or something, the brakes got blown out almost completely, but not all the way. Yeah. And I had to go get my senior pictures done. And uh, we decided to go out to Young's River Falls to go shoot. And I had to drive, I was driving the, the fucking Exploder by myself and was following the photographer out there. And it's a really windy road. And the brakes, like literally, you would just have to like hit them as hard as possible. I mean, I'm like shoving my foot through the fucking floorboards at this yeah. point. Like, please stop, please stop, please stop. Yeah. It's terrifying. I hope this works. Yeah. Terrifying. Thinking that one of these fucking turns, it's not going to work. Yeah. My I got, parents just let me drive it. I got one more story for Reese. This isn't, this isn't attached to my number five at all. It's just another fun car story. Uh, I went with him one time. He had to go get something in Albany. I forget what it was. But he's like, come with me. I got a little treat for you. It's like, okay, let's, I'm not doing anything. Let's go to Albany. So we're driving around Albany. We go and do his little errand. And then we start driving out. And I'm like, I don't know where this treat is, but I was promised a treat. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we turn onto a road that's a pretty long straightaway. And he just starts accelerating. And I'm looking out my window in the passenger seat, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I look over at him, and he's not even looking at the road. He's not even looking at the road. He's looking at me just smiling. I was like, what's going on, dude? He's like, look up there. And he's accelerating to these fucking train tracks that are going through town that are just above the ground. So they have like a fucking lip to them. Uh So it's like a fucking jump. (laughs) I swear to God, Reese got up to 50 or 60 miles per hour. And I looked at when he looked over me and like told me that. I was like, are we jumping that? He goes, uh-huh, this is your treat. <laughs> and I fucking hold on to the oh shit thing. And he just, ah! And fucking hit this thing, probably flew 30 feet in the air, and then just, drove off. Yeah, that was my number five. Nice. That's good. Reese's car. <laughs> Reese might pop up again in this story. Yeah. So. I got. I'm gonna actually like. <laughs> I'm gonna change some names <laughs> in my stories in some of them, and many people, if they, you know the story, you'll know who I'm talking about. But I'm just gonna. It's a good friend. Reese is dead, so. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but those, like these, some of mine are a little incriminating. <laughs> um. Okay, my number five. Let's see. I'm gonna. It's me and one of my best childhood friends who I'm still friends with today. And let's just call her Maggie. Maggie. I don't know any Maggies. Oh, Mags. It's going to be a Maggie story. So growing up or going into high school, I partied a lot in high school. Like a, like a really fair amount. I drank a lot. 
very frequently. And my friends and I, we would go looping. And if you're from fucking Cotton County, you know what looping is. It's yeah, we talked about this. Drinking and driving. It's yeah, a yeah. very safe activity. Right. So my friend Maggie. Don't high road us. Was just. You want to text while driving. <laughs> you both do it. You talk shit on me. I'm, I'm driving backseat for both of you fucking driving. <laughs> I'm not saying what I do is right. You're trying to get a license that says it's okay for you to text. I mean, I'm good at it. Give me one. <laughs> you want a looping license? Right. That's your own deal. Exactly. I don't do this. You're going to get a looping license. Okay, so we would go looping all the time. And my friend Maggie was a pretty, like, notorious bad driver. Very distracted easily. Just, and it would give me... You know, like when I was saying that I get anxiety in the passenger seat about people on their phones and stuff, like I just get kind of like hyper vigilant, just like paying attention to everything. You do that whole thing where you're like kind of breaking yeah. yourself in the passenger seat. Ghost that's, break. that's how I was living in the passenger seat with this girl. Doing this, Mags, pre pre cell phone distraction. Pre cell phone distraction. Wow, this Maggie. Is, this is just the CD thing. Wow, Maggie. So we went, we left school at lunchtime and went decided to go looping at lunch and we're driving as you do as we do driving around um out in moose and clark and maggie gets pretty fucking hammered and yeah and she's driving and i can't remember i feel like i offered to drive and she she didn't want me to and she like we would kind of get into like little tips about it because she would like be paying attention to her CD book or changing the CD or something. And just, I mean, it was all over the fucking road. But like, and so, she's looped. Right. And so now she's drunk and we're driving around in Lewis and Clark and she's fucking with the CD player again. And she almost runs us into a fucking ditch. And like to the point where she's like off the road, she parks the, the, the car and both of us are freaked out and I'm freaked out and like had had it. And I got out of the car and like walked up this hill and we're like out in the country and start walking across this field. Like I was like, I'm fucking out of here. We got into this big argument and she comes after me and is like chasing after me through this field <laughs> and was like, get back in the car. Like yelling at me, like stop running away from me. Get back in the car. I promise I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, you're not fucking fine. Like, we just got into it. And I'm crying because I'm so upset. She's pissed. And I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm fucking out loose in Clark. Middle of the day. I'm supposed to be in school. But I'm drunk. <laughs> out with my friend. Looping. Looping. And so I decide we felt like finally come to an agreement. We get back in the car. And I just have her drive me drop me off at home i'm like i'm not going back to school i'm not I, so i just go home she i find out later she went back to school and went to math class and then went home after that and she wrote me a note in math class and i saved it because i have this like party scrapbook that i started in high school and it is looks like fucking chicken scratch She's writing this just apology. Just a, doc- a doctor note. No, no, no. It's an apology to me. No, no. Oh, I'm yeah. Doctor what it looked like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, I'm so sorry. Um, 
I'm I'm sorry I was driving bad. Please stop walking away. She's writing that. (laughs) And not making any sense in the note. And then ended up giving it to me. And I was like, this is how fucking hammered you were. You went back to math class, wrote a note as if you were still talking to me in a field an hour ago. She's in math class. Please stop. It's cold out here. Right. Can we go home? Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. But that was like being in that field and running away from her was definitely the what the fuck. What is going on right now? What is happening? And we're 16 years old. Megan! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no! Kiss my butthole, Brina! <laughs> it was pretty, fu- pretty fucked up. Why don't you go back into the bar, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking Good number five. Yeah. This, and kids, this is why we don't loop. Right. <laughs> we don't go looping now. We just went looping then. <laughs> <laughs> just already did it yeah yeah don't drink and drive pretty hairy situation don't drink and drive because you could hit something and spill your beer yeah i don't want that that's right so don't change your cd while you're drinking and driving in the middle of the day yeah in the middle of the day i thought you guys would just like sneak out you cut classical lupin yeah christ yeah oh my god yeah okay when i was like number four uh for number four you guys ready for this yeah um me and Ben. It ben. Was, yeah, it was like Thursday night. We we grew up in we grew up in a town with forty four hundred people. It was tiny, and this is uh, when I was like sixteen, which would have been what eighty eight two thousand four. Um, this is before smartphones, and you kind of like had to like go knock on people's doors and shit. Like, hey, we're still so calling landlines, right? Still calling landlines. Like half the population had cell phones, so I mean, it's just it was damn near prehistoric times. Like, you kind of had a messenger, it was MSN messenger. This was like before MySpace. Yeah, um, you have ways to communicate online. Not everybody was on it, though. That doesn't have a whole lot to do with the story. Granted, I'm just trying to paint a picture. You had to go create your own fun in a town with 4,400 people. So, uh, me and uh, my friend Ben at the time really wanted to do, for the first time ever, we used to, like, knock on doors and run fucking away and shit or, like, go throw, like, a trash can down on its side, but we never did the flaming bag of shit to anyone. (laughs) So you really wanted to do it. Couldn't find any dog shit, so I had to take shit in the back. Oh my god. Take my own shit. And I mean, just like you think in your 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 head when you do this, it's gonna be like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be like Billy Madison. The guy's gonna be really pissed. He's gonna stomp it out or something like that. So we found a neighborhood uh to do it in. And we're like, okay, this I mean, here's the house. Looks kinda nice, looks okay. Look, there's a light still on. That's that was one of the precursors because it was like nine, ten o'clock. So I'm holding a brown paper bag of my own shit. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna set it here. Then I'm gonna start running. You gotta light it. That's the deal. So we did that, and we found a house where we could like go across the street and then into some bushes just so we can kind of watch it. Mm-hmm. And again, our only we weren't too we weren't very smart at this time because our only precursor was there has to be light on. That's it. We didn't check to see anything like if anybody was home no 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 just i mean kind of we we, we should have first off we shouldn't have been fucking doing this anyway number two 
we should have realized that when we lit the bag and got back in, we were like, oh shit. Yeah, there's a cop car in the back. We just put a fucking flaming bag of shit. At a cop's at house. At a cop's house. <laughs> Fantastic. So we're watching and we notice that we're like, oh fuck, dude, are you kidding? So the door opens, creaks open, closes. That's all I have in for a split second. Ten seconds later it opens and out comes a pan of water, overturns, does it. Guy runs out in a full cop uniform. It was like he was home on his break. Gets into his car, starts ripping through the streets. Like, two minutes later, there's a second car. Then there's a third car. Because in Warrington, there was, you had nothing to do. Like, it was literally like, that's cops are just looking for something to do. And we're in those bushes in like 10 o'clock. And we're like, we can't go hit the street. We have to go deeper into this marsh area. Which was the worst. I mean, it was like fall. So it had started to rain a little bit. So it was kind of wet out and shit. Jesus. We had to go through what felt like two miles of waist high, like mud and marsh to escape from a sliding my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> Onto a cop's house because we were that fucking dumb. We could have picked any other house, but we did this one. So in our brains, it was going to be like, oh, this guy's going to stomp on it. Nope. He put it out immediately with water. Where's the... I almost wanted to yell, where's the payoff? Like, that's not fun for anyone. Oh, the shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the best night of my life. <laughs> he got on... Obviously got on an APB. Came two other cops. Three cop cars were whipping around as fast as they can, looking for anyone on the street, like looking for punk kids. Some little piece of shit put a flaming bag of shit on my uh, front porch. Let's go kill them. Yeah. You're lucky they didn't take that bag and fucking take I, it to oh the lab and so find the, out that's Derek Dance the, shit. The term was dump DNA, and I was so <laughs> I was so mortified forever that they're gonna find my dump DNA. Oh my god. Looks like there's some wolf there. Yeah. (laughs) Inconclusive. (laughs) So the one and only time I did the flaming bag of shit was I put it on a cop's house on accident. And uh, then he called two of his friends. And to escape, we had to go through like two miles into the forest that was wetlands. And uh, it was not fun. Not even for a fucking second. That's a pretty fucking funny story. Uh, a fucking cop with a pot of water just to shit out. It was, uh, I was, yeah, I was almost as mad as I was scared because it was just like, we went through all that for that. When did you find out it was a cop? Literally when Ben was running back from lighting it. Wow. Yep. Amazing. I, I, he was coming back. I was like, dude, dude, dude. And he goes, I know. I saw it too. And he's like, okay, we're already this far. Too late. Dude. Did you ever find out, like, who the cop was? No. Nah. I didn't want to. Yeah. Want to know who it was. I didn't want to. that's a good number four. That is a good one. It's going to be tough to talk. That's a good story. That's so funny. It's funnier, too, though, because it's your own shit. Yeah. You had to take a dump in a bag. (laughs) Okay, so that was the... the, Okay, hold on. How did you do that? Did you hover? No, okay, so one of the times I did it... So that was only... We only did that once. That family bag of shit. I've also taken... Like, it wasn't the first time we used my shit for things. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus. So one time we lit a mailbox on fire with... uh, Okay, here's how it happened. You lit a mailbox on fire? Wait, hold on. Here's how it happened. Hold on, hold on. 
Okay, so me and Bubba are at Julian's house. Julian's in, our, <laughs> Julian's in our living room, by the way. There's like eight of us. And we wanted to go do something. Uh, so he had a like box. You know how like orange juice comes in like the Costco boxes? You know, it's, it's like that. You know, it's like a half gallon. Yeah. It's in a box. Yeah, yeah. So, like a carton? Yeah, a carton. There you go. Boom. So we cut the carton in half. And we both like... Use it as a dump receptacle. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then took duct, and then just duct taped it. So it was just like half of a carton of orange dump. juice. There was dumping it. <laughs> it's a little dump bomb. Yeah. God. Oh my god. So that was a process of like uh, that that time doing Getting it, and then dump. we went to new housing. Uh, doused it in uh, nail polish remover, so it was flammable. Put it inside a plastic mailbox. Lit it. Ran. Came back 45 minutes later. The plastic mailbox is melting. <laughs> Everything's gone except two things. Uh, there's 5% of the mailbox, the wooden stake, and my shit that had not burned. Shut up. Everything around it was gone. The duct tape, half the carton was gone. It was literally like, oh, someone has put a stake in the ground, and then that seems to be a warmed up piece of human shit on top. Oh my Talk God. about incriminating. <laughs> no. Right. My dump, more dump DNA. My dump DNA was everywhere in Crossup <laughs> County and I was mortified. Oh my God. That they were going to find this. Well, they are now. Uh, I think I've already looked at the statute of limitations. <laughs> I'm clear. So to answer your question, that's that was the process of uh, collecting dump. Said dump. Said dump. <laughs> Was it went inside a half? A, we went into the kitchen, took a butcher knife, cut very nicely. It was a very nice cut on the carton. Cut co knives. Of orange juice. Boom. Duct tape over. There you go. Oh my God. That's how you used to do it. So that's. Uh, oh, that is Yeah, good. number four was uh, accidentally uh, put a bag of shit on a cop's house. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Thank you. Thank you. My number three has crap in it, too. <laughs> Everybody's going to get nice and drunk on this podcast. So my number four is from at the end of it. was right after I graduated college. My girlfriend at the time was coming down to visit me in San Diego. And we decided to go on a hike uh, to one of the only waterfalls in San Diego. And this is, I believe, at the end of the summers in like July. And that's that's hot time for San Diego. I know here it gets a little hotter in August, September. July is our peak yeah. down there. So we decided we're going to go on this hike. And I've, I've done it before, years before. But I did it in like the fall. And it's a hike where it's about a mile and a half in and then the same mile and a half back out is this in san diego in san diego what, uh, in eastern san diego gotcha. uh like going out towards the alpine so area like san diego county yes okay. yeah exactly so this this hike is mile and a half in mile that's where the waterfall is mile and a half back out um and so we start this thing i got i think i have like four water bottles for each of us and two gatorades each or something i packed a lot it's just mile and a half in mile and a half out Correct. How hot is it? Get into that. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So we're going out there and... Were you listening to the dude's story? When we park, there's no other cars. Or there's one car. 
we saw, we saw these people as we were going in coming back out. So there was one car when we stopped and I checked the temperature and it was like 97 degrees. Ooh. This is 11 a.m. And it's only the hottest part of the day down in San Diego. It's right around that noon one. And so it's only going to get hotter. I think it ended up at like 102 at one point. And this is, for those that don't know what the San Diego desert area looks like, it's all shrubland. There's no trees. There's no really anything. It's all kind of exposed. So we start doing this hike. And this hike is interesting because there's a part in it that's downhill that's so steep to get back out, people have actually tied a rope like that you can kind of hoist yourself up with mm. that it's pretty challenging. So <laughs> we're doing this hike. We go down. It's a little tough. Get down to the bottom. We're like, fuck, it's a little hot. Going through a lot of the water, Gatorade, whatever. We make it up to where the waterfall is. And I say waterfall with quotations around that because there was no waterfall there in july it was these like three tiered stagnant pools of like green brown hot water that literally had snakes in them like snakes were swimming in them we saw the snakes that's the awful thing imaginable (laughs) right so we're sitting there drinking gatorades and whatnot in the shade uh obviously not swimming we were looking forward to doing that didn't swim had sex a little bit there you go uh but halfway through sex, I started getting tired. and was like, maybe, maybe, maybe not right now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we start hiking back out. It must have been serious to stop sex. It was. I was like, this is really hot. This is like, uh, this doesn't feel correct. This is hot, but it's getting too fucking hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Different kind of hot. Yeah. See what you did there. I like that. We start hiking back out, and now our water's getting warm. And I started to notice that there's, like, none left for both of us. We drank all of it already. Used half for lube. And we didn't. But <laughs> I don't need it. She was good to go. Uh, we start hiking out. And when we get to the, the really extreme going up part, I start to feel weird. I'm like, oh, man, I'm a little lightheaded. Like, get a little tired. We need to start, like, let's start doing this. Because if I'm feeling this way, what's she doing? Like... <laughs> I, I don't want to be the are cause you, of this girl good? dying. And so we start hiking up, and I have to take like five breaks. I think I threw up water at one point. We chugged the rest of our water. And when we got to the top, I started to feel really bad. And there was just one little brush that had a good amount of shade. And I was like, I got to lay down for like five minutes. I went and put my head under that shade and just like closed my eyes. And literally, I don't know how long it actually was, but it felt like five seconds later in my head. I was like, Right, I can't really feel my tongue. I can't feel my fingertips. My nose is starting to go. And this is starting to get real comfortable right here. I feel like I ha- I have to, if I don't get up right now, I'm not going to get back up. Yeah, you're going to like pass out. Yeah, and die. And die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I literally had that thought and my eyes popped open and I like jumped up. And I was like, we got to go right now. To my girlfriend, I was like, we got to go. I can't feel my tongue, my fingers, whatever. We end up making it back to the car. She drives for about a quarter of a mile down a dirt, this dirt windy road back to the little podunk town that was this trail was off of. I pop into a gas station, eat a banana and chug a Gatorade while I was in there and then get the same for her. 
go check out. And then I went about 95 the whole way home. And in my head, I was like, if Cop pulls me over, I'm just going to tell him I'm dying. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm just dying. Just from extreme heat stroke? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Got home, my liver hurt. I told my mom what was happening. She went and got me Pedialyte. I chugged a whole bottle and went to sleep. Nice. Yeah, I woke up, my liver hurt again. Jesus. So yeah. That, that fucked a, you up. How rough pretty, was the sex? It wasn't that bad. So it was the heat, not the sex. It was. I think the sex was like, well, we did this and we were going to go swimming and stuff. And now, like, you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we going to do now? Bullshit. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> and then I think we were doing it and halfway through, both of us were kind of like, <laughs> are you still having fun? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. That's awful. Yeah. So that was a, that was a kind of what the fuck, like. Wow, I almost that was the, I think the closest I've been to death. I thought I had heat heat exhaustion once. Um, I was fifteen and I was working at Subway. That was my very first job ever, and it was the middle of the summer and it was like lunch rush and it was a really hot hot day. And those don't really happen too much at the coast, like super hot days. And it was really fucking hot inside Subway, and I was like, you would be put on like certain sections so like you would either you know get the bread started and then the next person would do all the meats and then you pass it along the next person would be the veggies and then the person at the register i got stuck doing the bread so i'm sitting right in front or standing right in front of the oven and so it's fucking hot out outside it's hot in the subway and it's hot these ovens are going and it's fucking hella busy and i start to get sick and my stomach starts to hurt, and then my vision started going tunnel. dark. Yeah, d- super tunnel. And I was, like, fucking freaking out. And I was, like, I need to, like, I finally was, like, I need to go, like, take a step back. And I went into the back kitch- kitchen. I got nauseous, and I threw up. And I didn't have anything in my stomach. So it was, like, bright yellow. like Yeah, vile. Yeah. Vile. Vile. And then I went out back, uh like outside of the building and it was like the fucking you know like concrete or asphalt or whatever and there was like a shady part and so i just laid on the ground out there and they were like you probably should just go like they sent my ass home and my friends were all going to the lake that day because it was super hot and i was like pick my ass up like i just got sent home from work i'm fucking dying jesus as soon as we went to the lake though like i jumped in immediately like to cool my body down like that helped me so much i was just like i need to be like i was struggling yeah that was gnarly but yeah to be out somewhere that's you're not close to any resources yeah with snake pools no water oh yeah like that would that would be scary yeah i literally flew literally was going 90 to 95 and i'm not a i mean i'll go a little bit over the speed limit but you guys know me i'm not a big speeder yeah i was fucking flying me either and i literally had no like i was like i don't give a fuck right i don't give all that single shit yeah it was like i would literally tell this cop dude i'm dying i need to get home and like get fluids in me fuck yeah yeah that's scary yeah, fun fun story though, huh? Yeah. Cool story, Hansel. There were literally snakes in that fucking pool though. I so did. That was the most disappointing part. That would suck. Not being able to swim. That Ooh, would that suck. suck. Um Okay, number four. So 
we, the reason why I put this this story on here is because we were just talking about this yesterday. So I'm the reason why I'm in town this weekend was not solely to come down here for a podcast. I came down for my friend Becky's bachelorette party, which was last night. And my friend Becky is one of my best friends. And we decided to go on a camping trip together like a year and a half ago. And I was living, I was living in Renton at the time in this condo and Becky came to pick me up and we were planning on going to Orcas Island. And so we go to Orcas Island, take the ferry over there and we have kayaks and camping gear and everything. And we have a camp spot reserved and it's right on a lake and super cool. And we decided one night to go into town and we wanted to like go to like a dive bar and like fucking hang with the locals or whatever because it's a fucking tiny little shithole place. And so we go and we're getting drunk and we end up meeting this girl and these two guys and they work in the restaurant business there and they're just there like they just got done working or whatever and they want to party and hang out with us so guys want to party right and so we ended up going with them in their car and ended up at this nudist resort on orcas island and there's like these hot springs and becky and i were talking about like oh maybe we'll just go in like topless or whatever and everybody like part of us like we're outside i stayed outside becky went into like wherever like the bathroom area was and there's a bunch of fucking people in there already and they're all naked guys girls whatever and so i just go down like the, the little walkway area and i was like fuck it and i just fucking took off all my clothes hopped in and becky comes out and was like oh we're doing this <laughs> So this is Becky's little yeah. fuck moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So Becky strips down, gets in. The two guys we were with, they were just wearing like board shorts. <laughs> they couldn't do it. Yeah. And the girl, Pussy. We were, the girl we were with, she was wearing swimsuit bottoms and went topless. And me and Becky are both fucking naked in this hot springs. And there's old people in there. It's just kind of fucking weird. But it was really funny. And then, uh, so we're in there, we're there for a couple hours. We decide to pack up and leave. And then we were driving with, we're still drinking. We're driving around with these people and we end up going to, we didn't really know where we were going, but we ended up at someone's like fucking house or something and pulled in. Probably Jackie Treehorn. Fuck, it was fucking Jackie Treehorn shanty. We pull into this like weird driveway. It's dark. It's very wooded. And the girl is now all of a sudden pissed off at one of the guys. Like they're in an argument and we're just sitting in the car. Like it's fucking super dark out and they have stepped away and Becky and I don't have cell phone service. We don't have a way to get anywhere. And we're just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Do you guys ever... Did the thought, I might lose my skin tonight, ever enter your head? A little bit at that point. So it was like, we need to get the fuck out of here. 
So as soon as we could, like I got out of the car and was like trying to figure out where that girl went. We were probably, like, we need to, we're just going to go. We need to get back to our camp spot. Like the, the night was really fun. And then all of a sudden it turned super weird. Really not fun. Yeah. And Pizza. yeah. And so we were like, we just need to go. Like, we're going to go. Like, can you guys just drive us back? And we were just like hoping like, please don't leave us here. Please don't strand us yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Like get us the fuck out of here. And it turned into this, like, survival, like, we got to get out of here. And they finally were like, okay, fine. And... We don't like your skin anyway. Took us back, dropped us off at the bar where we originally met them so we could get in our car, like, Becky's car, and then drove back to our camp spot. And we were like, what the fuck did we do tonight? (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty fucking crazy. just happened? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was a fun story, fun night, but then it got weird. Yeah. And we were like, okay, we're 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 all done now. <laughs> that was we're, can we go home? That was it. Yeah. When but was it was that? a when was fun that? trip. It was like in September, it'll be like two years ago. It was like a year and a half ago. Almost got skinned alive. Right. Like a cat. But it was fun. <laughs> oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You've decided for us. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Did you? Number three, coincidentally, third dumb story of the night. <laughs> God. My first job, second job actually, my first job was a cook at Dairy Queen, which was awesome because we used to take uh, the cookie dough out of the blizzard, send it through the conveyor belt that would cook meat, try and make cookies that never came out right. That was, that's what we used to do there. That was fun. Uh, my second job was working at Nike. It was a Nike factory store in Seaside. And a hot summer day one time, I'm doing something. I'm like putting something away in footwear and I come back. And Courtney Sturgill was working there at the time. She was like a cash register. Um, I come up to this argument and some old guy is yelling at her or something like that. And I come up and all I hear is the tail end of it. And he goes, you might want to check your fitting room. And he walks away. Or he does, uh, it's, he does, he's, uh, this was like fucking, yeah, so he walks away. And immediately we all, uh, it's a full, it's a a summer day in Seaside. Fuck ton of tourists in this retail spot. I like get towards the fitting rooms and kind of look under there is just a pile of diarrhea oh my god a pile of human diarrhea oh my god on the ground a couple sports bras next to it that had shit on them like they were used for toilet paper oh on the ground my god next to it and i was just like cool above my pay grade not doing this yeah the guy comes back like 10 minutes later his wife sitting in the car and we we were all just like what the fuck was that type shit and i was like oh yeah let's do something we can't i'm gonna get his fucking license plate or something like that like (laughs) (laughs) you gotta call in this shit yeah i was like this guy's not gonna like talk shit to us after his wife just took shit and a fucking like fitting room yeah i'm gonna go so i run out there (laughs) I, i run out there Grabs fucking whatever, and then the guy catches it and sees me. 
when he's driving away. And he's like, what are you doing? And he parks and he comes back in. And he kind of explained to me what happened. And he was like, my wife had a stomach ache. It's like a 65-year-old guy and a 65-year-old wife. Like they were older. And he's like, my wife had a stomach ache. I was trying to explain to you guys that she really needed to use the bathroom. We don't have a public bathroom. We have employees only. Yeah. You cannot use it. No, like, because if you, if she, no if, if this woman falls and breaks her hip, our company is 100% liable. And the fact that she can't hold her own shit, obviously there's things wrong with her. Yeah. So if she has a heart attack back there or like shits out her heart or something like that, like Elvis is out. Ooh. Boom. Yeah. So this guy was like, I asked very nicely and you guys said no. So I told, I said, go ahead, honey, take a couple of these, go in there, take a shit in there. That's what y'all get. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to tell corporate about this and you're going to lose your job for this. And he walked away. What? So that, uh, yeah, that's uh, a guy. We told them no. That they, and they, these, it wasn't, it weren't, they weren't homeless people by yeah. any means. It was, they were like upstanding citizens of Clatsop County. Upstanding my ass. If this lady is going to go, like if her husband says, yeah, honey, go take these couple sports bras and go do, you know, do your dump in the fucking, and she just goes and does it. Do your dump and dump. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking dump all yeah. over their dump room. <laughs> they don't have a dump room. We're going to make them a dump We're room. We're making a dump room. Just fucking diarrhea all over that shit. <laughs> there, had to, there had to have been a point where like. Because there's not, you can't sit, I mean, you can't sit in there because if you're sitting, there's a bench in there, but if you're sitting on the bench, you're basically just like waffle stomping your own butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a Play-Doh thing at that point. Could you imagine what it happened? Oh like, no, were no, there no, people I... next to you? Could you imagine just the... <laughs> oh, ma'am, you okay in there? No, so there had to have been a point, my point when I bring this up is one of the whole, there's like four walls and there one whole wall is mirror. So she had to have been like awkwardly squatting, just looking at herself. Right. Like, I'm a goddamn savage. Nah, she, I bet she was into it. Uh, I bet they're into poop stuff. They probably are. Uh, Who talks about poop, honestly? I saw a video on Reddit. Yes, three poop stories. The other day of this, she looks like a pretty high class business lady, like lawyer or, you know, VP of a company. So she dressed really nice, looks really well put together, got a little blazer and a skirt on, got high heels on. She gets in an elevator and she's with one other person. She's just standing there. And when the other person gets out, the door closes she's by herself and she starts doing like the fucking, oh God, I gotta go. Oh, I gotta go. Like potty dance. Yeah, the fucking potty dance back and forth. And you're like, oh God, what's, I mean, this video, she obviously doesn't make it. There's video. Yeah. Like, this wouldn't be a good ending. Yeah. And like right as the door's about to open, she takes off her shoes and you're like, Oh, what? What are you doing? And then, like, as she runs out the door, it just fucking, oh. like, fucking shoot a diarrhea just shoots out on the elevator thing, and she. I saw a video. Took the shoes off though. Good move. I saw a video once that it was like a lady sitting on the edge of her bathtub or something, and she like did this fucking like big sneeze in like blue ass all over the fucking back wall of the bathtub like she was sick you're not, <laughs> sneezed, you're not, you're not thinking and of, also sneezed out of her butthole you're not thinking of the movie hall pass are you 
Maybe? Is that what does yeah. that happen in that? Okay, yeah. maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I was like, I've seen somebody fucking do that yeah. shit. Yeah. Um I worked at Myron Frank and Eugene at the Valley River Center Mall and somebody took a shit in one of the dressing rooms there. I didn't see it. I didn't want to look, but we had to call it in. Like somebody's like somebody somebody crapped in the dressing room. One of like one of the only bosses I liked at the time had to clean it up too. I felt yeah. bad for her. Rachel. Oh shit. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It was a hot summer day. I would throw up. The reason oh here okay, here. The re- so the reason they came back is she they, so she took a shit, she immediately left. Mm. I guess she was wearing something that she was like trying on or something like that. So she was thieving as well as Here's the thing. shitting. When he came in, and that's when he was arguing with Courtney, he was coming in and doing like Hash, air quote, unquote, like his good due diligence of bringing back, here's what she was wearing when we left, because she needed to go clean the rest of herself up. Gross. And, like, he, like, brought it back, like, yeah, we're good like that. Did you a favor. Yeah, did you? And then he was like, yeah, maybe next time you guys would be better people. You might want to go check your fucking fitting room or some shit. Checked it. I'm like, did that guy really just come back and talk shit about, you know, okay, I'm going to get his fucking license plate. I had no idea what it was. So when he confronted me, he's like, what the fuck you do that for? I was like, uh. <laughs> I don't know. You got me there, but you shit in our fucking changing room. So. Yeah. Your wife, she shit. I, wish, I feel yeah, like I, mean, I should have some of your information. Right? Yeah, I wish you were just like a disgusting wife. I just like, dude, pay for the stuff that you wiped your fucking gross wife's ass with. Gross. And then we'll call it even. That's pretty gnarly. You know how yeah. gross that car ride home probably smelt? Ugh. Gross. Yeah. All right. She's like, I told you, Harold, all that anal sex in the seventies was oh, back in the ass. Literally. Number three. N- number three and number two. I'm done with poop for today. Good. Uh, mine is another story that involves Reese. <laughs> Yay! Yay, Reese! Got in trouble with him. <laughs> so this was. Uh, my last year at Oregon State, Reese had transferred to Western. Is that in Monmouth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Western Oregon. I think I asked that every time I tell this story. And uh, I went up to visit him one weekend. And at the time, Reese was working at this bar. He wasn't working the night I was there, but we went to the bar because he got drink specials and all that fun stuff. So when we go out drinking, we decide we're going to really get after it. And we both have a dark side of the moon, which for those of you that don't know what that is, at this establishment, a dark side of the moon was a picture, a pitcher of blue moon beer. But instead of oranges mixed in, it's a mandarin vodka. And that's that's the mixture, which is actually quite delicious. I bet. But it's just going to get you fucked up. Destroyed. We had a pitcher each. Oh my god. I had one and Reese had one. And uh, I browned out. I browned out pretty hard. <laughs> I know what that is. Sabrina knows what that is. Explain to the listeners what a brownout is. Who doesn't know? If you don't know what a brownout is, it's it's in between... You're not your, blacked out. You're not blacked out. You're you almost pieces, there. You got pieces of the night. Yeah. It's not gotta, blackout. It's just brown out. <laughs> yeah. You're there kind of, but not really. Could also be, I guess, like a grayed out 
grayed out a little bit. Anyway, I browned out. But what what I remember is chasing Reese full sprint home. No, granted, this is my first time in Monmouth. Never been there before. Chasing Reese home full sprint from the bar because he sprinted home. Uh, I had no idea where I was going. It was incredibly, I was a little intoxicated. And so he beat me and I didn't really know where I was going. And this is where the brownout starts to really kick in. <laughs> I don't remember not being able to get in there, but apparently I couldn't get into the apartment. And so what I remember is coming to sitting on a curb and two cops are talking to me and they're asking me a bunch of questions I'm in tears at this point. They ask me what I'm doing. I'm like, my friend, I'm visiting my friend. He lives right there. The cops are going up and knocking on the door. He's not answering. He's probably passed out. Uh, door's locked. They're going through my phone, trying to call everybody that they could possibly get in touch with. Called, like, my mom. Called my girlfriend at the time. Called Emily Hill. Uh, called a couple dudes that... For from the coast that knew people I knew that lived in Monmouth, they answered and were like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so I ended up having to go to jail that night. Uh, the cops were really nice about it when they picked me up and they said, you're not getting charged with anything because you're not doing anything wrong, but we can't leave you out here. So we got to take you in. Gotta get a cut, Cricket. <laughs> so here, that's a little bit of a what the fuck. Here's where it really got what the fuck for me when all this is happening. When I get in the back of the cop car, for some reason, spring break had just been recent. And me and my girlfriend at the time took a road trip down to San Diego. And we stopped in Monterey Bay for one of the nights. Well, in my brownout state, when I get in the back of this cop car, for some reason, my brain thinks I'm in Monterey Bay. And I'm like, I don't remember how I got here. I don't remember why I'm here. I don't know how I'm going to get home. What? And fact? so the whole car ride to the jail, I'm thinking about this like, all right, I'm in Monterey Bay. I'm drunk. Going to jail tonight. Reese was with me. I don't know how I got down here. That's a long drive. It's been like, what, five hours? How did I get down here so fast? All these thoughts are going through my head. I end up, I guess, getting to the jail. Um, I can't remember what I blew, but it was not good. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, it was high score levels. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Does that so, mean I broke it? Yeah. How so, did you how did you get to Monterey Bay in five hours though? <laughs> I don't know, man. Jury's still out on that one. <laughs> Dark side of the moon. Yeah. It'll take you places. There you go. Uh and no then browned out and I remember waking up to some lady's voice going, Sir. Sir, and I sit up, I'm looking around, I'm in a cell by myself, I don't see anybody. I look at the door, it's like closed completely, I'm like, I don't know where this voice is coming from. So I just sit up and I go, yeah? <laughs> and she goes, your friend's going to be here at 8 to pick you up. And I look around the room again and no, notice there's no clock, so I have no frame of reference of what time it is now. Yeah. And so I just go, Okay. <laughs> And she goes away, and then I just waited. I don't know how long for Reese to come there. 
And then I had to drive home because Reese said he was still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like a delightful night. So that was my what the fuck. I went yeah. in the drunk tank and Monmouth thought I was in going to jail in Monterey Bay. I bet it, the jails in Monterey are so nice. I bet they are too. I bet it's, it's anything like uh, uh, Big Little Lies. That whole community is just oh, lovely. Right. Yeah, I remember getting like checked out too, and I look over at like the door that I'd go through to get out, and there's just one little window, and Reese's face is just in it, <laughs> just looking back at me, and he did one of these waves. <laughs> uh, hey, buddy. Yeah, I used to lay over in Monterey Bay. Uh, it was so nice. It was my favorite layover. They they put us on a hotel that was on a golf course. It was awesome. I never got to go to that. I was supposed to have my IOE on it, and it my trip got changed. You went to LA instead. Yeah, but not like the airs. It was a shit hotel. Uh, yeah. So. That does suck. Drunk tank. I've never spent a night in the drunk tank before. Knock on but, wood. Yeah. Technically, I, did, I deserved it a few times for sure. You what? Deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> I got locked out in an apartment. So, I mean, no, it it's not really my fault. Yeah, you weren't breaking windows or shit. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no that's being, what, I didn't disorder. get charged. They just stumbled upon you. I don't you have anything on my record. Right. They, they, they just stumbled just, upon you yeah, and they couldn't listen, leave you. Lady said well, she didn't want you around. You must have been so confused when you thought you were in Monterey. Oh my God, it was. Of course. Now, to think that, to not be sure where the fuck you are and how the hell did I get here. That was the That's it, the worst. It was like, how am I going to get out of this? How I'm, am I going to do this? I've never been that drunk in my life. I, I just get to places where I'm like, oh, there's my balance. It's gone. I really like this song. I just smoked the wrong end of a cigarette. <laughs> Those kind of things. <laughs> I've had some pretty fucked up nights. Um, I've had some good nights. Yeah. Overall, good, good night. Great yeah. story. Yeah. It's a fun story. I love Reese. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Number three. I took out my Shasta stories because I knew you guys were going to have them, but Reese was in a lot of those Shasta stories. Yeah. We'll talk about the Shasta My again. Shasta story wasn't good enough to evict Reese. My Shasta is like a fucking saga. Yeah. Fucking weekend. Um, We're gonna. It's gonna have its own episode, right? But okay. So my number three is another one where I'm gonna change some name, some names, some names. Um, I was basically framed for assault in the eighth grade. Cool. And it was really weird, and I don't know how or why this had happened, but anyways, start a big of the lies, right? So. Is that fear? Is she doing fear? No, it wasn't a fear thing. It was a weird, but it was super, it was definitely a really weird thing. So, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to say any names, but we'll just say sister one and sister two. Pair of girls, uh, who were both in my class and they were stepsisters and it was basketball season. And I remember this like, clear as day these events and how weird it was but sister one and i were shooting free throws we were practicing free throws at the very end of practice and i pass the ball to her and she catches it funky and it jams her finger 
and it's her pinky finger and it like immediately starts to swell up she shows it to me and I was like oh dang you know like that sucks you know like are you you know is it her blah blah you know being a just, teammate right we continue on and practice sister two I just sort of started becoming friends with like didn't really know her that well and just became friends with her and that was like you know the times where you're still talking on the phone with your friends for you know hours or whatever and so that was Friday that basketball practice and then on Sunday I'm on the phone with sister two and she tells me that sister one's mom is all mad at me and I was like for what what are you talking about and she said well she thinks that uh that you threw the ball at sister one on purpose like threw it at her and I was like why would she think that and then the mom actually snatched the phone from her and got on the phone with me and kind of like bitched me out and saying I don't know what you're doing or what you think you're doing and like but this shit's gonna stop and I am mystified at this point like you're going what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> and so i'm completely clueless and in the dark what is happening and so then that monday at school show up sister one is in a cast her finger was broken so she went and got a cast on it and then I get called into the principal's office with my basketball coach, the principal's there, and I can't remember who else. And I don't know if my friend Maggie was involved in this too. Max. Maggie. And sister, they told me that sister too told everybody that she devised this plan to get her sister sister one off of the basketball team so that she told me to chuck the ball at her head and that she was shielding her face to with her hand to block the ball from coming at her face and that's how she broke her finger. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that they devised this whole entire plan to get her off the sister team. Sister two told you that? Sister two told the principal that. Like they, they, were, they told were, me that. Like the frame was on. Right. That that's that's what they told me what was going on. So they were they all assumed that I was in on it because this girl had said I told these girls to help me get my sister off the team, and and so she threw the basketball at her head on purpose. And so I got suspended from my basketball games and almost got suspended from school. But it was the most fucking bizarre shit I've ever been a part of. And I could still to this day am like so blown away that even that occurred, that it got by, like that it passed, like adults believed it. <laughs> 
and that it was a real situation. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Sounds like an episode from like a Disney show. Oh my god, it was so bizarre. Or like the evil... I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Oh my god, seriously. Talk about fucking thinking, like, you literally are, like, questioning, is this fucking real? Like, what is happening? Where am I? And Ooh, we were in the eighth fucking grade. You're, f- I was 13. Like, what the, who thinks of that? Yeah. Who's devising a fucking plan? And so then, as high school went along, Sister 2, who fucking fabricated all of this, Turned out fucking got weirder. Like, worse stories. By the time we were seniors in high school, it was, it like, the shit came back to bite me in the ass again. Like, all of a sudden, I was calling her a whore and a slut and stealing money out of her locker. It, it was the most, I don't know why she chose me to fucking put me in these weird situations, but it was so weird. I cannot even explain to you. Like I saw you take like twenty bucks out of my wallet earlier, so you owed me that money. <laughs> That's fair. I'll allow it. What are you doing? Right. In my kitchen. You, you owe me two hundred dollars. Those kind of stories make me angry. Oh, you oh, fuck, dude. It's fucking nuts. Like absolutely nuts. And to know that people so that person to me is damn near a sociopath. Like creating these fucking crazy situations and placing you know, fucking people that have nothing to do with your life, just choosing random, you know, like, I want to fuck with you. That to me is so off the reservation and crazy and weird. And it's, she turned out to be a, like a compulsive liar too. Gross. So there's some fucking psychological shit going on up there. The dog shit person. Oh God, it was terrible. Terrible. I don't fucking do shit like that. I mind my own business. Especially in eighth grade. That's a right. thing to go through. Oh my god. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. People are dumb. Yeah. Fucking dumb. What the fuck? Number three. Right. That was a For real. That, this is... This is uh, that one was a big what the fuck. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. Ugh. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Fucked up sisters framing, framing me for assault. Right. Um, all right, my number two is about um, the one car accident I was involved in um, that I was at fault of. I've been in a couple where I've been a passenger and shit like that, but this one, you know, but you don't know the full details. Okay, um, so I was at fault for a car accident when I was 17. Uh, it was like nine days before high school graduation, which is fucking fantastic timing on my part, but you don't know the full details, Sabrina. Uh, neither does really like a lot of people only pretty much only the people in the car and i was trying to remember who was in the car at a packed car but i don't remember the four out of the five people that were in it so um here is the just the story at noon um nine days before graduation we sneak out of an, uh, the awards assembly and it's i know that it is I had a time. My very first car was a 1996 uh, Chevy Cavalier two-door teal, the epitome of a girl car. Um, I'm driving. Drew's in the front seat. Matt Collins is behind me. Nathan Massey's in the back. Maybe Nick Abbott's number five. I don't. That's all I can. I know four for sure. I don't remember the fifth. 
So um, we get on that straight stretch by Cash and Carry in Warrington. And at the end of Cash and Carry, where now is, uh, there's a car dealership that's... Uh, it's the... Uh, Haywards. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, I didn't know at the time, but that is called Dead Man's Corner. I've never heard known that. I never heard that. I mean, it could be, but I'm just saying. I told the story. Like, people were like, oh, where'd you get in your car accident? I'm like, this corner? Oh, Dead Man's Corner? I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding? Because, and this is why why it's called Dead Man's Corner, is, and Dad was telling me, is because on the straight stretch, you do not realize how fast you're picking up speed because it's such a long straight stretch until the corner just turns tight as fuck. So we're all pumped that we just snuck out and got away with it. And uh, I'm driving. We're all in nice clothes because we all had to dress nice. Uh, so I have like slacks, a black shirt, a white silk tie, and an Alonzo Morning Miami Heat jersey over it before the heat was cool. <laughs> and it was just like, for some fucking reason, that's what I was wearing. Um, uh, I put on, I remember so many of these details clear as day. Uh, we put on T.I. What You Know, because that was the big single at the time. And I'm driving... And I'm picking up speed, and I was I drove with my knees all the time because I was constantly changing CDs and shit. Matt Collins behind me grabs both my arms behind my back, and it's just kind of like, ah, oh, it's funny, what's he gonna do? Like type shit. I don't struggle with it because I'm like, hmm, whatever. I can take this curve up here with my knee. I've done it before. I mean, I can. I've, I've driven with my knee before. We're going like 70 miles an hour. Holy shit. I'm not wearing a seatbelt either. Um, we, for some reason, so we start taking this turn with my knee, and on and I and I drift a little bit into oncoming traffic, miss going head on with a sheriff by like an inch, uh, and like my knee stutter step. It was like if you were to stutter with the wheel and like jerk it a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it started to slide the car. That's when I like, I don't remember the music anymore at this time. Um, like it must have shut off or some shit or just my focus went down to like pinpoint focus. Uh, get my arms back, grab the wheel, overcorrect. And we just like drift perfectly, Tokyo drift around Dead Man's Corner. And I overcorrect and we hit the guardrail and the guardrail takes half the front end of my car. And we spin out of that, and we crash into a brand new car coming out of the lot. God. Um, Drew hit his head on the windshield, and he's the only one that went to the hospital. Um, false, because one of the women in... So, I closed my eyes and opened them a couple times, because I was just in shock. I was like, and I think the first thing that anyone said in the car, I go, did that just happen? And someone's like, yep. And then someone's trying to open my door. And it's this like 50-year-old dude who was in the other car coming out. And he's pissed. And he's like, I'm going to drop your fucking ass right now. That's what he said. Wow. And I got out of the car and I was a foot taller than him. I was like, and I was just so like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I was just like, I, I go, sir, please not right now. I don't know what to do. And his wife got out and she was like shaky voiced. And she just said, God damn it at me. And then everyone, because we snuck out like 10 minutes before lunch. 
So everyone from high school on their lunch rush was just passing by. Filing by. Filing Sorry. by, watching my car. My You could pick out my car from a f- the fucking lineup in the whole state of Oregon just because it was like, oh, yeah, teal-colored 96 Chevy Cavalier, two-door. Yeah, that's Daniel's ride. Um, yeah, and then I didn't drive again for like two years because they uh, gave me reckless driving, and I um, had to do – my license was suspended for like six months. It took me like – quadruple that long to get the finances to like pay for insurance again and get another car and do that you you knew that i just got into a car accident you didn't know i tried taking a corner with my knee at 70 miles an hour with that seatbelt on no right so uh that pisses me right off (laughs) i was 17 i know um he still does it (laughs) you done (laughs) um yeah so i mean that was it's the epitome of fucking high school kids being dumb Music's way too loud. Fucking around. And, um... So, obviously, the sheriff whipped the bitch. It yeah. immediately was, like, on scene. And someone's... Uh, one of my friend's dads, he was very nice about it. Like, a couple weeks later, he's like, you know... I actually talked to that sheriff. It was a woman, by the way. And he's like... And she said that was the closest she's ever been to wetting her pants in her life. Was when you came around the corner. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then I had to go to a bunch of, um, they, they, uh, as part of my, cause I had to go to court over, yeah. um, cause it was a misdemeanor and they're like reckless driving and they pled down or whatever. And as part of my plea deal, I had to go to a bunch of like, uh, like drunk people classes. Uh-huh. So I was lumped in, they, it, it, and it was so it was like a diversion. Yeah. But, and it was like, they were, yeah. The teachers of the diversion class were, there's people that I recognize from school, like in your class too, by the way. And it was like, all you people are here right now because you cannot uh, handle your liquor and you cannot stay sober behind the wheel. So you're going to watch all these families talk about the people they've lost and all these pictures of dead people in their brains. And I so badly just wanted to be like, no, I just went too fast around a corner. I'm sorry. But at the same time, I was just like, shut the fuck up. I'm just going to go through this. Damn. Um, yeah, so the more I think about it, like, I don't, I just, I didn't want to talk about it forever just because I was so embarrassed about it. And I was like, how dumb could you possibly be? Like, pick one of those and it's dumb. Not wearing your seatbelt, dumb. Going 70 miles an hour, uh, an hour around a corner, dumb. Trying to take away the knee, dumb. Uh, letting somebody grab it's your crazy. arms, yeah. pull behind your back, dumb. Um, and this was like nine days before Ultimate Freedom, having your own car, being finally out of high school, and it just sucked. The weird thing that like that's embar- it was embarrassing for me to like those are the details. Yeah. And then I would talk to people two towns over, Oh, are you the dumbass that was showing off in the fucking high school parking lot and you skid out into traffic and a semi hit you? Didn't two people die in that? I'm like, nope. What? That's not how that happened. That's weird. So. Um, I remember that. I so that was your senior year and that was the summer I left Eugene and moved back home to work at Terre Harvest for the summer. And then I was moving up to Seattle for the first time. I turned 21 that summer. And I remember, I don't know why I wasn't driving my car if it was like broke or whatever. Little Red Riding Hood. I was still driving her. I oh, love her. But, um, Mom and dad came and picked me up from work down in Seaside at Terre Harvest that day. And I don't know if you were in the car or not, but I remember clear as day dad saying to me, he goes, 
you and Anthony almost became just a twosome today. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I didn't know what he meant by that. I was like, a two, what? A twosome? And then he goes, your brother got into a really bad car accident today. Totaled his car. And I was like, what? And he was fucking pissed off about it. But yeah, he was like, he basically told me that you could have died in this car accident and that me and Anthony almost lost our sibling. And I was like, what the fuck happened? It was, it was family. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dad, so at this point, my dad, our dad worked at Enterprise in Astoria. So he worked at Enterprise Rent a Car, and he said, The guy who I hit went into Enterprise. And they didn't know who each other were. And he was just, he said he was just shooting the breeze. And he was like, Yeah, I'm in here getting a car, some fucking punk kid in Warrington, get whatever. And he's like, Talked a little shit. And mm-hmm. then when, when our dad was like, yeah, the, uh, actually, I think that was my son. He's, he shut the fuck up and didn't say another word the whole time. Wow. Um, which is, I mean, what are the odds? Yeah. Um, it was weird because, like, dad told all of his friends. So I remember, like, the same day, I just, like, kind of after school, because I went back to school. Because yeah. I was also in danger of not graduating high school. So yeah. I was kind of like, I need to, like, go Get do shit. Together. Yeah. And then kind of I was like, yeah, my leg cut. My leg was really fucked up, uh, from, just from impact. So I was like, my leg kind of hurts. I'm gonna go to sleep, but I really don't want to be awake right now. I woke up, and Todd and Hiram were both in in the house. And Todd like brought me aside. He's like, dude, I just, I mean, you were this close to. Not, I was fine. I was not gonna get a barbecue for a graduation this year. I was. You were this close to robbing me of that. Like that, like it was weird that he, that's he was like angry that I almost took away. Cause we had like these blowout fucking luau barbecues for our right. graduations. That he almost missed. Yeah. Right. And he was like, that's really, you're going to, and I was like, okay, sorry, dude. Yeah. And then I walked through the kitchen and Hiram was just like, what's up, Dale Earnhardt? She said, <laughs> that's such a Hiram that's thing good. to say. That's such a high show thing. That's I know. So funny. I know. Shut up, high show. Listen. I'm sorry to go to your You're body. not the, you're an, you're not the only one that got fucking blasted from dad doing stupid shit. When I was 14 years old, I got sort of arrested <laughs> for trespassing on state property at the Battery Russells. Oh, you're playing flashlight tag, though. Right. But they busted everybody. And so dad had to come pick me up. And I was oh. terrified. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrified. Dad was done raising us, and he just fucking hated kids. Right. And he wasn't done raising me at that point. Like, he was still fucking keeping my ass in yeah. check. And so I had lied. I had lied to him and said I was going up the road to Dee's house to watch movies. And you lied about it. And, like, bitch! Yeah. And then a few hours later, the cops call him. It was like, you need to come pick your daughter up. Whoa. At Fort Stevens. Hey, is this Jeek? Yeah, come pick your bitch up. Right. And so the, this is the day before Thanksgiving, my freshman year of high school. And we go up to Seattle for Thanksgiving. We're at Auntie Susie's house. And dad announces it to the whole fucking family. You guys want to know what Sabrina did last night? <laughs> fucking tells him that I got arrested. I'm <laughs> just sitting there like, what the? Dad? In, your, in your dad's defense? I'm doing the exact same thing if my kid gets arrested. <laughs> Guys, want to know what happened? This little fucking jackass right here. Yeah. Right, but when you're in it, like at the time, I'm like, why are you gonna tell them? I thought I raised them right. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So you're not the only one. Dad fucking blew our fucking cover on everything. You bastard. Well, fuck, <laughs> almost dying. Yeah. Good number two. Yeah. Right. Um, I just, yeah. It's the more I get away from it, the more I'm like, holy shit. It's actually like the seatbelt thing is probably the biggest thing. Like, how did I not? Like, my leg hurt a little bit just from like, oh, my leg banged into something. Yeah. That's like the, it wasn't like, oh, you have a severed spleen or you have like whatever. Internal bleeding. And the guy sitting in the passenger seat right next to me went to the hospital. Right. So it was, that was it weird. It could have been that, really bad. Right. Yeah. And it just kind of blew my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Dang. I made it a point though when I, I was like, you know, if I ever drive again, want to do two years later when I got my first car after that. Put on the same T.I. song, went down the same road, did it again. Redo. And I was just a redo, and I was just kind of like, oh. Maybe. Same thing, crashed again, new <laughs> Same guy coming out of the yeah. lot. I beat his ass. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> it happened again! No, it's a different kid. It's the same guy, actually! <laughs> Harold kick his fucking ass! Son of a bitch! So, yeah, number two. Um, yeah, I got into a pretty uh, interesting car accident. Lied about it for the longest time. I just told you guys. I was like, yeah, I went fast. I mean, I didn't lie about it. I just left out details. It's like, yeah, I went too fast around a corner. Fucking sue me. Yeah. Prick. Yeah. Uh, my number two in a similar vein. Automobiles and feeling like you're almost going to die. Uh, this is, I believe, the summer going into my first year of college or the summer like after that first year. It's back in San Diego. And I was with one of my best friends and a couple of our other friends. And we went out to the driving range. Summer day. Had nothing to do. We're heading home and we're getting on the freeway. And my buddy, he he drives kind of like Derek. He's a fast driver. He's a weaver. And he's a very aggressive driver. But he's also a driver that... He'll like, he enjoys fucking with other people if he can on the road. I fucking love the story. Go ahead. And so the on-ramp to get onto the freeway is one where it actually goes from two and merges into one before it gets to the meter, to the light. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting on the freeway and we're next to this car and we're supposed, the way it's zippering while you're merging, the car that we're next to should go in front of us. My buddy is driving, and he's like, I'm not going to let him go in front of <laughs> I'm just going to, for some reason, I'm, I'm not going to let him. And so we're going neck and neck with this dude. And the on-ramp is getting shorter, smaller and smaller. They got the fucking cement barriers because it's a ramp on-ramp. Mm-hmm. Cement barriers, it's getting closer and closer to each car to where this dude is fucking, he's an Asian guy fucking yelling at us. We're all just fucking looking straight for it. He's yelling, fucking, he's got his window down. He's laying on the horn, fucking flipping off my friend. Um, And eventually, while our cars are, like, about to touch, my buddy stops and lets him go. So he gets in front of us. And again, the meter is on because traffic is just about to start. So this guy is first in line in his car. (laughs) No way to get around him. There's barriers on either side. He stops puts his car in park, and gets out. And when he gets out, I'm like, oh, this is going to turn into something. But I'm thinking, there's one of him, there's five of us, we got golf clubs, no biggie. He gets out, starts walking towards us, and then goes back and pops his trunk. And now when he pops his trunk, now I'm thinking, this is this is the moment I've died. I die. 
Like, this is it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Guy goes, comes back, goes to his trunk. <laughs> and again, in my head, I'm thinking, this is it. This is road. That's a road. I'm a road rage story. This is how it ends. In my head, I go, he's going to pull out a gun. Sure enough, he pulls something out. It's this thing that's about a black thing that's about this long. Like a pipe? A, a case. Yeah, it's a oh, case. case. I, in my thoughts and looking at it, I'm like, that's a shotgun. Here we go. We're all going. Like, three shots. We're all dead. Fuck. Yeah. It wasn't a shotgun. As Smith is drunk, I see him unsheath what is a, like a katana. No! A samurai sword. And this Asian guy, I kid you not, comes up to my friend's window with it cocked. Cocked, ready to swing. And starts going... I cut your fucking head off! I cut your fucking head off! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you, you mudging to me! I cut your fucking head off! And my friend, like, I don't know if he was being funny or, like, if he was in kind of a daze like me and didn't really know what was going on, fucking cracks the window while this guy's yelling at him and goes, What's the problem? <laughs> What's going on here? And he fucking, all of us were like, why are you rolling down the window? What are you doing? And he, the guy just still, I fucking, I cut your head off. You, I kill you. I kill you. Fuck you. And he just yelled at us and swung a little bit. And <laughs> what's, it, what's the problem here? Yeah. <laughs> my buddy that was in the backseat, the opposite. I was on the driver's side. I was on the same side as my buddy, my best friend. So I was, he was driving. I was like in the backseat. Like, okay, I'm number two. If this starts popping off. My buddy that was in the backseat on the other side is halfway out of the car when we look over at him. He's, like, ready to bounce. And he says he was, like, getting ready to go into the trunk for our clubs to, like, you know, battle it out. But he was he was escaping. And the guy in front actually was, too, was, like, on the handle ready to go. Just bounce out of there. But, yeah, I had a samurai sword pulled the, on the me. The fact that you guys me. waited, if, if you were indeed ready to, like, pounce and get the fuck out of there... The fact that you waited to see what was in his case blows my mind. The moment his trunk popped, I would be gone. It was too late. It was t- there was so much in my head. There were so many factors that granted, I granted this is me listening, not being right. There. When I you, can when you get caught up in a situation, you can never tell. You can never predict what your what your right. mind and what your body will do. Honestly, I think I accepted dying real fast. <laughs> I feel like you're always prepared for it. Because I was like, when I was, <laughs> I remember sitting in the back and the thought process was when he walked out, I was like, okay, stuff could be happening right now. And then when he popped the trunk, it, literally the first thought was, okay, I'm in the car. We're stuck on either side. Tim can't drive around him. I got my seatbelt on. If that's a gun, which I think it is. If I get out, I'm target number one. Like I'm going out first. So I think in my head, I'm like, well, what do I do? I can't really do anything. Maybe I just, you know, hope he kills one person and I live. (laughs) That kind of sucks, too. What are the chances? Yeah. And so I think immediately I was just like, well, this is it, I guess. I mean, I hope he misses or something. Maybe I can play dead. That sounds like some Jim and Dwight shit where Jim would piss Dwight off to that point where he's like, I'll fucking kill you. And Jim just coming back with a perfect smart ass. I'm sorry, what's the problem here? (laughs) I was like, what are you doing? You're rolling down the window? Bro, shut the fuck up. He's going to kill us. Hold on, let me see what this gentleman needs. Does everyone have a dollar? That's so funny. (laughs) Just slide a dollar. (laughs) Here, take this. Just leave us alone. Oh, that is good. That's high jazz. Yeah. God, we sorted. Yeah, I love it. 
That's so funny. <laughs> That's a good story. Thanks. It's a really good I just story. want to know, like, obviously his car was number one. You guys were number two. What's number three thinking? Dude, I think about that all the time. I think about that with, like, there was a lot. It wasn't like, you know, San Diego, we're not a small town. It's not right. like, you know, one person saw it. And they're like, dude, you won't believe. There was a lot, like, traffic right. that went around this circle that everybody could see it. I'm surprised it didn't make the news of people like, did you? Right. That guy have a sword? Yeah, right. I think that was a sword. That's so good. Is he rolling down his window? This guy's getting out. He's, yep, he's getting out of his car. Oh, oh, he's going to the trunk. Uh-oh, gun. Oh, guy just pulled oh, Sword. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just pulled out a fucking sword. My mistake. Sword. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good. Very nice. Good number two. All right, my number two, we're taking it back to high school, taking it back to my partying days in my junior year. So I am 16 and we used to party out at this house, this group of guys who were like, it originally started like the class of two. 2001 I think a couple guys from that class got rent started renting this house it was like just a few of them and it was like a basically double wide trailer and it was out on Delmore Loop and so then a couple they did like a couple roommate swaps and ended up being this kind of other group of guys and we used to go out there and party all the time it was like fucking, you know, just having a house that some guys like just a couple years older than you had. And Anthony would go out there, all Anthony, you know, a bunch of Anthony's friends, me, Mikey, fucking Rachel, Lisa, Chelsea, fucking everybody would go out there and party. So one night I sneak out. It's a school night. Sneak out. Go to Delmore Loop and party. No, no, no. Stay at the house. Party all night. And get, I'm drinking and I definitely smoked weed that night. And I was not really potheaded at all in school. Like I would smoke occasionally, very occasionally. Like was not a regular thing for me. But decided to smoke weed that night. And then it starts getting late. And I'm like, I need to start making my way back home. And so... At this point in time, me and my friend Mara are, we had been waking up really early and going to the gym together, like actually going, you know? And so I was like, I'll just go to Mara's and we'll go, you know, go to the gym or whatever. And then I'll fucking, you know, get dropped Live off my life. from Mara, you know, yeah, dropped off from Mara, legit story, whatever. In my fucking drunken party stupor, I'm like, you know, this will work. Figuring, yeah, figuring this out. So, Tommy Rogers P drops me off out in Hammond at Mara's parents' house, and I think I had a cell phone. Her, maybe I, no, no, no. I didn't have a cell phone yet. I go to Mara's, and her doors are locked. And she always told me, like, the doors are never locked. And so I go, the doors are locked. 
There's like I can't get a hold of her. There's no way for me to call anybody. And P dropped at Mara's house. Yes. Okay. P dropped me off and left. Like he didn't wait to like see if I got in or anything. He just bounced. And so I'm out in Hammond in like PJ pants and a hoodie and some tennis shoes. And Mara's doors are locked. Like the front doors, like there's no way for me to get in the house. There's no way for me to get a hold of her. I'm like, fuck. Like I'm fucked. And so I'm like trying to think like, what am I going to do now? And this is like 4.35 in the morning. And so I start walking and I start walking from Mara's house. Do you, are you familiar with Corky's? You know where the ship or the jetty bar is mm-hmm. out in Hammond? Mm-hmm. That little mini mart that's like kind of on the corner of that one little weird stoplight? Yes. That's, that's Corky's. So I walk past Corky's and it's not, I don't think it's open yet. And I'm like, okay. I start thinking about who I know that lives in Hammond. And so I'm like, Mikey lives in Hammond. And so I'm walking by myself, fucked up, <laughs> walk to Mikey's house. And I'm like paranoid that I'm going to wake his parents up, you know, like trying to figure out if he can help me out. So I like sneak up the driveway, go around the backside. I know which window's his. And I'm like gently tapping his window like, please wake up. <laughs> like Nothing. And I'm like, and so then I'm like, I'm at like this weird crossroads. I'm like, do I go left? And go try Caven's house, because I know Caven lives out in Hammond. And that's even further away. And then Scotty also lived out there too. But I didn't know if, like, anybody was there. Or I didn't feel comfortable, like, approaching that house. And so I was like, I either got to go left or I'm going to go back, like, towards Quirky's. And, like, maybe, like, use a phone of some sort. But I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And so I don't go to Cabin's. I leave Mikey's. I start walking back. Corky's is open. I walk in and I was, and I see Chelsea Buzzard's dad, Drew's dad. And he's like, you doing all right? It's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, can I use the phone? And I get on the phone and I'm like trying to think. Who of my friends is up getting fucking dressed right now? Like, who's getting up, putting their makeup on? Who's curling their hair? Like, who gets up super fucking early to get ready for school? Chelsea does. So, Chelsea's dad's in there. I'm, like, calling his daughter. I'm, like, she answers the phone. I'm, like, Chelsea. I'm, like, I need you to do me the biggest fucking favor on the planet. She was, like, what? I'm, like, I got dropped out in Hammond. I was at Delmore Loop all night. And I need a ride home. Like, I will owe you big time if you can come out here and pick me up and take me home. And she's like, okay. She's like, and she wasn't that far away. She didn't live that far away. So I'm sitting out. I'm sitting out on, like, this picnic bench out front of Corky's. There, Chelsea's dad comes out. And he's like, are you all right? Like, do you need to ride somewhere? And I'm like, no. And he said, don't tell him. Like, your daughter's actually coming to pick my ass up. Right. Chelsea comes and picks me up. Drops me off at my house and it's still before anybody's waking up. And I'm like ready to tell my parents like, yeah, I just got done working out at the gym. Like that's why I was up early and that's why I'm walking in the house right now. So I walk in the house, not a soul is breathing yet. Like nobody's awake. And so 
I go into my room, I lay down, I manage to make it to school still. And so I'm telling everybody that was also at the party the night before. I'm like, you're never going to believe the fucking morning I had. Like, I've been walking around Hammond for hours. And I ended up having to take a Spanish test that day. Took the test, whatever. And, like, two weeks later, my Spanish teacher, Spanish 2, she, like, has me stay after class. She's like, Sprint, I want to talk to you. Let me interject real quick. One of the baddest bitches on the planet, Yolanda Turner. Yeah. Yoli, she was the bomb. Bomb. Um, she was a cheerleader for Arizona State. Oh, fuck um, out of here. Yeah. Um, but she has me stay after class. She's like, Sprint, I want to talk to you after class. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what the, what it's regarding. And she goes, I just wanted to talk to you about your test that we took last week. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was I was a pretty good Spanish student. Like, if I wasn't so fucking lazy about stuff, I would have fucking aced it. Yeah. I was like, I picked it up really well and I knew. So she shows me my test. And it's the test that I took that morning after I've been fucked up all night. And my handwriting is all fucked up. I'm literally, like, trailing off the page. Oh, and, my like, God fucking up really easy stuff yeah and she was like i like it she's like i'm just like a little bewildered you know like are you okay right (laughs) yeah and i was like i was like i was really tired that morning and she goes i knew something was up (laughs) (laughs) totally bought it i didn't get in trouble i didn't i got off scot-free nobody knew about shit like Chelsea's dad never said anything to our parents. Like, I saw your daughter at Corky's at 5.30 in the morning, like, on a school night. Yo, Chelsea's dad. Right. Keeping it real. Oh, man. The one time I had to sneak back into the house when I, when I snuck out is when mom and dad... It was one of, the, like, the periods of mom and dad were, like, fighting. So dad was, like, sleeping on the couch in the living room a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I snuck through... Our house was long. So I snuck through, like, in the front of our house where, like, the door is. Like, I mean, you're, you're knocking on the devil's door. If you're walking in to the doorway, you take five steps and you're in the living room. That's, I mean, that was just a no-go if you're trying to sneak out. So you had to sneak out and back in, out and in, through a back window in the, in the back. So I snuck back in through, uh, you know, the back room. Walked up, and you have to go walk through the kitchen, walk through the living room, and then upstairs to my bedroom. I get to the kitchen, and I hear Dad cracking his knuckles on the couch. Yeah. Like, he's awake, but he's just cracking his knuckles. And I just put my back to the fridge, sunk down to the floor, and watched the uh, microwave clock go 20 minutes, and then got it to try and move again, and and walked upstairs. Nothing happened? Nothing happened. But it was just like... Like, got close. He's pop- cracking his fucking knuckles. He's awake. Like, yeah. Damn. Here we go. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Eat that, get rid of the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That, that night, I couldn't believe that I got off. Like, not, I didn't get in trouble. Nobody caught me. Nothing. Even that fucking test, like, I was able to pass off. Like, yeah. just a rough night of sleep. You know, and I was fucking. High school hijinks. Oh my god, it was nuts. Crazy. That sounds fun. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. Not a bad number two. Crazy night in <laughs> high school land. Yeah. Not a bad number two. Yeah. Those are some interesting nights where you gotta figure out you're drunk. How do I maneuver? Right. It's amazing how your mind can work sometimes when you're just like, it's, I don't know if I would call it survival mode, but damn near, you know, trying to make sure you don't get fucking killed. 
I've had some drunken recall in situations where if I had not made it home, it would have been trouble. Yeah. Trouble. Yeah. That's good. Derek, bringing us into our number one. Okay, so this is the most fucked up thing that I've ever been a part of in my life. Um, when I got out of high school, while I was going to community college, I worked in Astoria at the Hotel Elliot. Hotel Elliot started in 1924. It was super old. Um, there's some bad shit that happened there. There's some bad shit that happened um, across the street at the Liberty Theater. There's a couple of people murdered there, like in the early days, like someone was thrown off the roof. Uh, someone was stabbed a few times. In, at the hotel or in, in the theater? In the, in the theater. Damn. A couple murders in the hotel, I think, too. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So I knew the theater was haunted. Our but... hotel was in charge of housekeeping duties at the Liberty Theater. And the women, because all of our housekeepers were women, I'm not trying to be stereotypical, would all say the same thing. They would all see faces in the mirror, second floor women's bathroom. Coincidentally, that's where one of the murders took place or some shit like that. So nobody wanted to clean it. We used to house um, uh, Coast Guard uh, rescue divers in our hotel. It was a nice hotel. It was a four-star boutique hotel. Everything was very nice. But um, during the off-seasons, because our story was a Coast Guard base, um, for like eight weeks at a time, these people from all around the United States, we had like a bunch from Alabama come and stay with us for six weeks at a time and they would train and they would come back. So like the higher ups, like the people in charge, like I want, I don't use one. I know, I know the term admiral is not the right term, but like these like people with rank mm-hmm. would get the suites. Room 207 was one of the haunted ones. And these people that didn't know each other all said the same shit. They said they would wake up because it felt like someone was fucking with their blankets. And one of them, who was an old guy, and these students were telling me, he's like, this guy would never tell a lie in his life. Said he woke up and there was a guy standing at the foot of his bed, turned 90 degrees towards the wall and just walked through. And like, just, I mean, weird stories about the same room and shit like that. I'm not focusing on one room. I'm just like, the hotel is very eerie. Yeah. Haunted. Yeah. There are 32 rooms in that hotel. It's a small one. So at 4 o'clock, my shift was 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. At 4 o'clock, when my bosses would go home, all the housekeepers were gone, I was the only one there. Anything went wrong. Maintenance-wise, oh, you need more blankets? Oh, you need more sheets? Okay, I knew where everything was. Basement was as creepy as you could think it was and shit like that. Um, But this story takes place at like... 2 45 p.m one time so my boss was a couple years older than me she was very religious and that's how like i used to go to youth group with her and it was just kind of like hey her name is Br- I, I can't there, i mean there's already too much of the story where like i can't change enough right her name is Brittany. i'm not gonna say anything bad about you Brittany, anyway um that's how i got it. i was like hey Brittany, uh you think i can come work for you one time she's like oh yeah a front desk opening whoop do whoop and touch it so she was telling me one time, she's like, when um, you go through your walk with God, you get a gift from God. And my gift was discernment, which means I can tell when something's wrong with people. That's hers or yours? Hers. Okay. That was her gift. She had the gift of discernment. So um, one day, uh, one of our housekeepers, which was a girl a couple years younger than me, her name, 
uh, I'm going to change to uh, fucking Natalie. I'm going to close the door real quick. Trash neighbors. Garbage neighbors. Okay. So this girl, Natalie, was a couple years younger than me at the time, so she's like 16, 17. Extremely sweet. Very mousy. Keeps to herself. Very sweet. Always nice. Says hello to me every time when I see her at the front desk and she's doing her stuff. Her head's down the whole day. And she's just very like point a to point b moving quickly like type like almost hyper mm-hmm. and i don't think anything of it i'm just like oh, fucking do your thing like yeah. i've had bad days and shit and right in front of me in the lobby my boss is like hey natalie what's wrong and she goes right by her and um the next time it happens or something like that 15 minutes later she kind of stops her like almost body checks her like natalie what's wrong and she tries to like physically go by her and she like stops her. She's like, hey, talk to me. And they're like, she's almost like forcing herself not to make eye contact. And she's like, okay, let's go back to my uh, office real quick. And like physically drags her to the office. She, she's like, it was almost like if you were trying to bring a skittish dog mm-hmm. to the office and she was like doing that. And I was like, that's weird. What the fuck is that? Yeah. And there's like three, uh, there was a lobby door, another door, third door is my office, is, was, was the boss's office. And um, there's a lot of rattling going on and shit. She comes out. I'm not bullshitting or making this up. She comes out, runs up to the front desk where I am, doesn't say a word to me, grabs her Bible off the desk, runs back. And then beelines back to me. And she goes, I'm going to shut all these doors. Don't come back. Do not come back or anything like that. And 20 minutes later, she comes out arm in arm with Natalie. Natalie's smiling, but she's soaked 100%. Like, had to tell, like, she was just dipped into a lake. They're smiling and they're laughing and they go out. And then I was just like, obviously, if you saw that, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, can you please? And she was just like, yeah, hey, I uh, just had to perform an exorcism. What? Yeah. And I was kind of like, I, exactly. I was like, hold on. Yeah. Start from the Explain start. Explain yourself. Explain. I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I knew something was wrong. There's something in her. Um, when she was in my office, she was sitting on the ground. Chris, I didn't tell her to sit down Indian style. She sat down in the middle of the room. When I started speaking uh, passages, a voice, a male voice that was not her own, started coming out of her body and yelling at me to stop. And then she shot under my desk and started going up the wall sideways. And she's like, I banished the demon out of her out of her body into the attic of the hotel. And I was just like, just doing math. I was like, okay, so there's a fucking demon in the hotel now. You're, I mean, you, she's like, right. yeah. She's like, oh, you're fine though. Don't worry about it. And she she acted like the fucking heat was out or something like that. Like it was just so normal for her. She was like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. You'll be fine. And just was like, yeah, I'm going to leave for the day. I was just like, hold the fuck on. Right. Like, and she was like, yeah, I just, I like had a drencher with something with like something, some oil or whatever. But she's like, yeah, literally she was sideways on my wall, going up the wall as I was talking and got the demon out of her, which scared the fucking shit out of me because I was already kind of low key, like afraid of this place. And then she was like, oh yeah, there's a demon in the attic now. Fast forward a couple days later. Um, that was the longest day of my life, by the way. 
like could not wait. I literally kind of like paced outside, like on the sidewalk, just kind of like waiting for night auditor to come and I was getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, this homeless guy that I'd never seen before comes to the hotel and it was kind of like there were daily notes on the computer there was like oh yeah there's someone there's a charity asking for money money like came around this time shit like that and then notes the last couple days like the guy with the afro keeps coming back he really scares me with the whoop and i was like oh this is weird this guy the guy comes and he's extremely friendly and he's trying to like get any information out of me he's like oh how long you been working here do you go to school or anything like that anything and he was the weirdest thing about him he was just he would not blink and he was staring at me intently across of the front desk like there's a piece of marble like like slap and i was just like oh man yeah that's crazy and then like when i kind of after he asked a few questions i was like yeah man i just kind of yeah i work here and his whole demeanor changed and he was like what are you hiding from me and I was like, mm, what do you mean? He's like, you have something of mine and I want it back. And at that point he pulled out a lighter and he started just lighting it and he started like moving his hand over it and shit like that, like burning his hand and it, like fuck with him at all. And he's like, you have something that I want. And I was like, I don't have anything yours, man. It's time for you to go, please just leave. And he's like, you have a friend of mine here. I want him back. I'm not leaving until you get him my friend back. And he was just staring at me the whole time. And like five seconds of silence went by. And I was just like, okay, bro. And I like got up out of my chair and I was coming around the desk. I'm like, I'm going to remove you from here. You need to go. And I remember I said exactly. I go, dude, you need to pull 180 and get out of here. And he goes, I'm going to pull a 180 on your face. What? That's what he said. I was like, okay, cool. Time to get yummy. I'm going to fucking kick your ass right now and get out of here. Because I wasn't physically intimidated by him. Yeah. But it was just like, and I got him out because... The guy next door, the business owner next door was like, is this the guy that's been walking around? And he's like, do you want me to remove him for you? Turns around, punches the guy in the face. Cops get called. They take him away. And I was just talking. And it kind of rang in my head that someone said something. was like, yeah, the guy was like, it was almost like there's something wrong with him. Like he was possessed or something like that. Just doing the math. If you want to believe what you want to believe. If he was like a demon as well looking for his friend who was in the attic yeah kind of showed up out of nowhere because nobody had seen this you know who the locals are right if you're from this area nobody yeah. knew who this guy was so and af- pretty much after that nothing ever like supernatural or bad like happened to me there but th- those that was the really weird thing that happened um that's a fucking good story that's it is it's weird. so hard for me to believe it i know uh but we should swear to God. No, I. Right. That's what I believe it because you're telling me, and right. I. Yeah. I don't. Why would you make up that story? Yeah. Right. It, it would add nothing to like. Right. It but it, it's so you. hard for me to believe. It's wild. Yeah. It's, listen, yeah. that's like, what I mean. Right. Yeah. It's, it's if, if someone yeah. told me that story, it'd be hard for me to believe. Though. So I, I get you. I believe it's, that shit though. Paranormal activity. Sabrina doesn't think it's scary. It's fucking terrifying. It's terrifying. I, I remember talking to my boss about it. I was like, that's not fucking weird for you that you pulled a demon out of this little girl and had to put him somewhere? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's not the only thing that's in here. It's like, this is a really bad place. I'm going to get, she said, I'm going to get Chris, which was one of the pastors of, uh, shaman, uh, one of the pastors of um, one of the churches, and he's going to come, like, bless the place. She's not great. She's like, it's the energy's real bad here. It's not good. So we should do we should do a podcast of those paranormal podcast. Yeah, Yeah. because I got some good ones. I don't know if I have anything. Yeah. That yeah. So that's a. 
But that would be a good one. Yeah. I, I like talking about that stuff. Yeah. Demons. Yeah. Ghosts. Right. Spooky things. That's nuts. Yeah, that is crazy. Scary stuff, scary stuff, scary <laughs> stuff. <laughs> scary stuff. <laughs> I fucking love that. That is good. Good story. Good story, Hansel. Thank you. You're joking. Right, my number one. We're taking it to my time in the land of San Francisco. This was, I went to San Francisco State my first year of college. So it was when I was 18, 19. And uh, I went to San Francisco State because I was going to play soccer there. And then, because of shitty situations, I didn't play soccer there. Um, But I did have a lot of friends who also wanted to play soccer there and didn't play soccer there. That we created, like, we joined a, uh, like, a rec league. It was a pretty competitive rec league. Um, and we joined one of my friends that actually was from San Diego, that was at school with me, knew some dudes that went to school there, but were also, they lived there. So they knew teams, they knew people, and so we joined one of their teams in this, like, it was a Mexi league. It was, like, all Mexican teams. Mm-hmm. So we always played against and we played in some ghetto places, like truly ghetto. I, this is one that like, I wouldn't, again, kind of like your less extreme version of your ghost story, but I wouldn't believe this if I didn't see it. And someone told me we played on a field that was literally called Young Bloods Field, spelled with a Z. It was like the name that was on the little wooden thing that is outside of parks that tell you what park it is. Yeah. Young Bloods Field. That was one of the places we played at. Um... But we played in some ghetto places, and one time we were playing on this field that was, it was like, it took up one square block. It was one of those fields that had the baseball diamonds in the corners, and just a bunch of grass, and like in the middle of the grass is where we played our soccer game. So we had our game, did pretty well, and then our Mexi team was known for having fun. Our coach like came to games drunk. He had this huge like handlebar like Mexican style handlebar oh, mustache that yeah. was huge and bushy. Sick. Yeah. He'd have beer in it all the time and he was fucking hilarious. But anyway, we had a cookout after this game where they brought a barbecue, a bunch of modelo, a bunch of shit. And so after the game we're just sitting around on the field drinking and making they made carne asada. And in one of the dugouts there is just this group of black dudes that's just sitting hanging out uh in this one of the baseball fields that's if we're sitting in the middle of the field, it's the one to our left bottom left. And so we're just having a good old time eating and drinking. And then all of a sudden from that, uh, baseball diamond where those dudes are hanging out, we just start hearing pop, 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 pop. And I look over and the thing, the first thing I see is one of the black dudes with his gun, ex- with his arm extended with a gun in it. It was a fucking huge gun. It had to have been like a Desert Eagle style. It was huge silver gun. Wasn't even looking, just shooting at this other dude, fucking jumping backwards. Jesus. They Holy got, shit, man. They had gotten a gun gunfight, like right there, and everybody starts fucking scrambling. I'm literally, again, I say Mexi this- League. I'm literally one of the if not the only white guy on this field. Yeah. So my friends all start booking it to the other side, and I'm doing it with them. And to be honest, like, they were close. Straight bullet could have came our way, for sure. But they weren't, like, right next to us. Mm -hmm. So to me, I was like, 
I'm not gonna lie, that's gonna be exciting. Like, yeah. dude, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> and so I'm like ducked, but I'm running and I'm like smiling. And all my friends, I hear my friends start freaking out. They're, Where's Nate? He doesn't know what to do. Grab Nate. Grab Nate. Jesus. And I was like right next to him, just, guys, I'm right here. This is nuts, huh? Yeah. It's like, fun. dude, yeah. yeah. They're like, dude, what the fuck are you? No, get down. And uh, so they do their whole thing. And we're watching from the other side of the field. And it ends with this one dude. Like walking up the street away from us, up like let's say to the north, uh, like grabbing his crotch, fucking throwing up shit, yelling stuff back. These dudes, that's like more of the group, is yelling back at him, fucking throwing up signs and shit, whatever. And we're standing there, kind of in shock, like, oh fuck, what do we do? And then the dudes that were in the dugout, like at the baseball field, start walking towards us. And me and my friends are like, uh-oh, what do we do here? Yeah. And a Mexican guy came up to us that was on our team and goes, don't worry, man. This is black shit. They don't care about us right now. And sure enough, they, they four of them walked through our group like we were invisible. I'm going to kill that motherfucker. He's so fucking dead. Like, just going off. So, turns out, one of the guys on our team knew one of the dudes that was in the shootout. And we found out all the details of what happened. Um, the guy had moved away to a new neighborhood and joined a new gang. And his like initiation was to come back and to kill one of the old gang members. Jeez. Those were the old gang members like hanging out. He came up and, I guess, didn't realize there were going to be that many of them. And so it was just kind of like, hey, what's up, dudes? Like, what's good? How you doing? And they were just chatting. And then as they, he was walking away, it was like, all right, peace out. Like, I'll see you later. Pulled out a gun and started ripping. And I guess, like, three of the dudes, like, either pulled out a gun. One jumped him. Had a, one in a tree that he pulled out. And they just started going at each other. And the dude, I guess, that started it got shot in the stomach. But I think that was it. That's fucking gnarly. That's yeah. so wild. The way we had to leave, too, we had to sprint off the field, and the guy who we came with had a truck. He jumped in the driver's seat and, like, started it, and everybody else jumped in the bed and peeled out because the car that the guy that started it got into circled the block, like, three times while we were sitting there. Fuck. And we were like, we can't be seen, like, leaving the field with this, like, what if you... It was nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. I heard gunshots in other games too. Like I find, I find it incredibly adorable that they're all trying to escape and you're smiling like, oh, this is so exciting. Yeah. Right. Like I, I'm like from what I know of you, I feel like you would have gone to like, okay, here's this is how I'm gonna die. It's gonna be like on a sorrow wheel. Like Well this one shot. Like, I guess it's cause when I turned around and saw the one dude just like blind firing, I was like, Alright. I'm seeing these bullets hit the dirt. That dude just hit the backstop. Like, there's no real skill here. They're bad, but they're not going to miss that bad. Yeah. Like, I think I'm okay. Yeah. So I was kind of like, this is a weird. Never in my life thought I'd be involved in this, (laughs) but this is kind of cool. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. That would freak me out. San Francisco was a nutty, it's a nutty place. I believe it. There's a lot of fucking people there. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of swings in, like, wealth too yeah right huge swings yeah there i think that's the most ghetto places i think i've ever been i've been in san francisco really yeah well i mean chula vista is oh, pretty yeah. bad shot gun yeah. gunfight yeah gunfight at a soccer game yeah 
Yes, saw a gun get fired in Madhouse not too long ago. That did. It blew your fucking eardrum out. Oh, it almost caused an injury. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's my number number one gunfight. That's fight. a fucking saw crazy a story. Fight. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Very nice. Brandon, what's your one? I'm curious. My number one is kind of... Okay, so it's my fucking Shasta experience this weekend that I went... And it's just kind of a fucking long, crazy fucking weekend. Like, obviously, you guys know what Shasta's like and how fucking crazy it is and the party and all that stuff. So, my freaking weekend started. I wasn't sure if I was even going to go. And I had to work and I played hooky, went home early sick. And my friends picked me up, literally car loaded, ready to go. And... They picked me up and we fucking hit the road. And we start driving down to fucking Lake Shasta. We don't really have like a plan. We don't really have like a boat that we're going to be on. We're just fucking going. Going and, for it. Yeah. It's bull tragedy cotton. Right. See how it turns out <laughs> You're right. It. So we get there and we're, we're like drinking a little bit along the way. and Doing a little looping. And yeah, doing a little looping on the way down and we get to the lake and we end up getting, we end up getting like this little fucking like dinghy boat. <laughs> and <laughs> quit so, playing with your dinghy. Yeah. So we get this freaking dinghy boat. Dinghy boat. Dinghy boat. Ship boat. Everybody's got house boats. <laughs> no, we've already established that is not a ship boat. <laughs> we had a ship boat. Yeah. This is not a ship boat. This is not a ship boat. So we get this little dinghy and we're drinking a little bit. And then one of my best friends who's on the, uh, the boat and she drove down with us too. She, uh, we decided that we're going to take mushrooms. And so we eat a bunch of mushrooms and we've been drinking a little bit and we freaking get in this little dinghy boat and we head out to fucking Slaughterhouse Island Jesus on our way out there. And so we get there and we, it's like, it's an obvious shit show where we pull up, we're trying to like figure out how, where we're going to fuck park this stupid boat. (laughs) And, And... I freaking bail, <laughs> and things are starting to kick in. Like things are starting to happen, and so I leave with one of our, uh, one of my neighbors. Uh, he went with us, and I tell him, Lauren, I'm on mushrooms right now. You can't leave me. Like you have to keep me. Yeah. Where wherever you're going, keep me safe. Right. And he's like, all right. Immediately, I wander off <laughs> and lose him. Good job, Lorne. Right. And uh, I find my friend. We end up on top of this boat, and we jumped in the water in, like, we're wearing, like, tennis shoes and, like, shorts, and we're not really, like, in our swimsuits, and, like, the sun's starting to go down. <laughs> it's not really, like, prime swimming time. <laughs> Jump in the water, get out, and we just have a fucking ball. And I get separated again. And so I ended up on the little nub area of the fuck party area where the bonfire is. And I'm, I'm just 
hanging out by myself, <laughs> like, just fucking driving frying balls yeah. like on mushrooms i just i just picture the fucking uh the who's, who's the guy from minnesota that we love that's a big minnesota vikings fan nick swartz yeah yeah i'm just standing there and so i see like i occasionally see people that i know i'm like hey like and i'm telling you yeah i'm like I'm on mushrooms. Please don't leave me. <laughs> like, Everyone, just stay here. Yeah. Stay with me. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, one of our friends, Brian, he like, Brian. fucked up his foot and his foot was bleeding. Jesus, like, yeah. Slaughterhouse will get you. Oh my God. Slaughterhouse, I don't know why they picked this island because it was surrounded by just jagged rocks. Oh yeah, it's right. Shasta it's, in the fucking high desert. It's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, it's a desert island. Right. Nobody lives there uh, for a reason. Yeah, glass rocks right. just on your feet. So yeah, glass I, bottles from parties past. I'm just like I'm. I'm at this point. I'm staying put. I'm like, okay, the party is literally like happening around me. This is fine. I'm safe. Like whatever. And I don't really have like a worry in the world. Then. This guy who lived, he was one of my neighbors in Ducks Village on the other side of the building. And I thought he was really cute. And I would see him at parties every once in a while. And he finds me. And I don't think I told him that I was on mushrooms. Hey, I'm- <laughs> right. Uh, I think I was like in my head, like I was trying to play it cool. Yeah. <laughs> and... He, we start walking up the hill and we're making out in the woods and like things are starting to happen. Like we're, we're going to like start hooking up and all of a sudden somebody flashes this big, huge fucking spotlight up into the woods where we are. And I see all these fucking people having sex. <laughs> like Jesus there are lots of people up in the woods having sex and I thought you were going to go way creepier. Like, I thought, like, light flashes and everyone's staring at you. Oh, no, no, no. No, I just see all these fucking, it's people fucking, you know? <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm on mushrooms in my head, and I'm like, and I tell him, wow. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I gotta go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sorry, and I bailed. And uh, so I walk, end up walking back down to the fire, and I end up finding Scotty Parker. Scotty's there. <laughs> And I was like, yes, <laughs> like someone I know I found you. Yeah. It's like, I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> like, <laughs> Please don't leave me. Don't leave me. <laughs> and I end up like staying around him. Like, so I end up sleeping on their boat and I'm like coming out of my fry. I'm like, you know, feeling good, whatever party and still party's winding down. And the song of the fucking weekend was. Gwen Stefani Hollerback Girl. Oh, God. And somebody brought these fucking giant speakers and they were just blaring that song. So, time to go to bed. Party winds down. Everybody's fucking going to sleep. And I am obviously crashing on this boat. They weren't anticipating me staying there. And so, all the beds are full. And Scotty's a giant human. And he's got a top bunk. And so I'm in there with him, like, fucking just, like, trying to fucking sleep. And there's a girl underneath the other bunk. And we're just laying there. <laughs> the fucking thing breaks. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so the the hinges are on, you know, this side. Scotty's here. 
I'm on the outside. This girl's under here. The thing breaks like that and like traps her in. It's like a little triangle. Oh my god. And I go fucking flying out. Right. Scotty goes flying out too. And I got top on. Right. <laughs> Hello, Washington. Uh, I can't even remember if we just ended up sleeping on the floor. And so in the morning, it starts to get light out. I'm super restless. Like, I'm like, I can't fucking be in here anymore. Like, I can't. I was like, peace out, Scotty. Like, I'm going to go find my friends. Yeah. And it was super early in the morning. And so I started, like, I get up, I leave the boat, and, like, nobody's really stirring around at all. And I'm, like, looking for, like, anybody I know. And I'm like, I don't see anybody. Like, no one. And I, like, get all weird in my head. I'm like, I, like, don't want to go back to Scotty's boat. Like, I don't know where my friends are. I'm not going to tell them, like, I'm lost fucking, you know, I don't have anybody here. Like, can I just hang out with you again? I'm on mushrooms. Please don't leave me. (laughs) And so I start walking, like, along the trail that's just going along the water's edge. And, you know, there's, like, some boats there. Nothing really happening. the extended parking. Right. And so I'm walking, 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 and fucking, I'm just not seeing anybody. And time is going by. I am in, at this point, my shorts, a swimsuit top, like a bunch of fucking like shell necklaces, a cowboy hat, <laughs> and like some sandals. Two long hits, man. And so I'm walking around in the morning, and... I start to get kind of, like, freaked out and discouraged because I'm just literally, like, stranded. Yeah. And then people start waking up. And I'm just, like, pacing back and forth on this trail. Like, I keep walking back and forth, like, just hoping I'm going to see somebody. And I start seeing the same people. And, like, people are starting to wake up. And, like, boats are starting to come back in. Like, fucking holler Batgirl starts playing again. I'm like, fuck. Like, What am I going to do? Like, I can't find a soul that I know. But I know Scotty's still there, you know, but I still, for some reason, I'm not going back there. Yeah. And I go, and I go to the very end of the trail again, and where there's not really anybody sitting there, or parked there, and I'm just sitting, like, (laughs) staring out of the lake, like, what the fuck am I going to do? (laughs) Like... How am I going to get off this fucking island? Am I going to have to ride back with Scotty? Like, do they have room in their car? Like, I'm trying to figure out my plan. You were a good swimmer. Right. And so, all of a sudden, I see this fucking shit diggy boat coming along. (laughs) And it's my friends. (laughs) And I'm, like, waving my arms. And they do not see me. And I get so excited because I'm like, okay, they're here. Like, they didn't leave. I'm fucking going. I, and then I finally run into two other people I know. Like, people started to come out of the woodwork. I'm like, oh, yes, finally. <laughs> like, I've been looking for someone. Yeah, yeah. And I get on my friend's boat. And then my friends in the shit dinghy finally come up. And they go, we almost left your ass. <laughs> like, where have you been? And I was like, I've been looking for you guys this whole time. <laughs> Are you a father? So I've not ass. eaten anything. And my friend Liz goes, here, have a bite of this hot dog. And she goes and eat these. And it's a bunch of mushrooms. Oh, no. Liz, you bitch. So, eat mushrooms again. (laughs) Having a good time. Everybody at the party that night kept coming up to me. Hey, are you that wandering girl? (laughs) It's like, yes. We ended up, me and Liz ended up 
on this boat. This guy passed out, and we're both on mushrooms. This guy passed out on top of the boat, and we put a big fucking uh, sunscreen dick on his back. <laughs> totally fucking nailed it. <laughs> like, yeah. the tan line. And then we were sitting up there, and we were just frying balls, and it's hot as fuck out. Everybody's in swimsuits. Me and Liz are in hoodies with our hoods on, like, just sitting in lawn chairs on the top of this boat, just tripping on mushrooms. And we're watching everybody just, like, kind of talking about what's going on. These guys were launching water balloons off, and these girls were getting pissed, and we were laughing. Like, why are they getting mad? You're at a fucking lake, you know? <laughs> and all of a sudden, fucking boom, I get hit right in the fucking face with the fucking water balloon. <laughs> and we were dying because they had no idea that we were on mushrooms and just fucking sitting there. Like, that was the funniest part to us. I watched The Family Guy last night where Brian has that bad mushroom trip. Mm-hmm. Where it's just the creepy fucking episode. Right. You ever had a bad trip? Uh, the first time I took him, the first part of it was kind of gnarly, but... What did you see? Uh, it was just, like, bad fucking energy, and, like, I kept thinking a lamp was a person, it was freaking me out. But it wasn't <laughs> I looked like, at myself in the mirror, that was bad. It wasn't like a caterpillar would come out no. with an face on it. Brian. No. No. Ride. It wasn't like that. Can you imagine if, like... A caterpillar with Scotty's fucking head on it came out of the woods. Just like Sabrina, hide. That would be terrifying. Um, but to fucking wrap this fucking long ass story up, the end of the trip was awful because the end that day, that second day, the helicopter, a life flight came and landed right on that little nub area. Like everybody would clear out and they'd pick somebody up. And took him away, and I found out that it was the guy that I was making out with in the woods the night before. He had slipped off a boat, hit his head, and he ended up dying. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Holy shit. So. That's the what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my god. Right. And that was all in one weekend. (laughs) And then we had to make the fucking drive back to Eugene. After Sabrina, all that. Sabrina just used a dude's death to, to tell us all about her mushroom trip at Shasta. <laughs> <laughs> sitting, next to, sitting next to Logan Paul over here. <laughs> yeah, so I had a great time. I don't know. This guy died, though. I know. It's fucked up. Listen here. Chime in on this. If you've had a mushroom trip, good or bad, and you want to share your experiences, I am I know you guys. I'm super interested. And if you had like a bad experience and saw something that you want to talk about, or if you saw some dope shit, but I, please. I mean, now that we're on the subject, fucking chime Mushrooms in. were fun. Yep. We did, um, one of our friends didn't had never done mushrooms before, and we decided to all do it with her. And we, did, we watched The Wizard of Pink while we were taking mushrooms. And I thought that was going to be a lot scarier, but it wasn't. We kind of just lost interest. We're like, let's go outside. <laughs> I did them at Sasquatch, and the clouds started doing cool things. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The very first time I ever did it, when I knew it was starting to kick in, Liz, if you're listening to this, you'll remember, but we were at our friend's apartment. It was just me and her in the apartment. Everybody was gone. Neither of us lived there. But and we're just, like, waiting, waiting for, like, some, you know, something to happen. And I'm staring at the ceiling, and the ceiling started looking like cotton candy to me like just like this pretty pastel pink and blue and she goes you tried to step in it (laughs) like like, Ah! yeah (laughs) like my foot Ah! tried to take a step into the ceiling i was like pretty sure it's kicking in (laughs) uh 
So the first time I did them was at Sasquatch, and when they started kicking, I used to go to Sasquatch with a group of people that I don't think any of you guys know, but they would this same group would go with the same group every single year. Mm. So we were all pretty good friends, and one time I was walking in with, when I took these mushrooms, I was walking in with one of my friends, it was just us, we somehow got separated, like part of the group was up here, we were separated in the middle, and then another part was like back here. We're just having a conversation. I didn't know. I was on the same thing. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I'm like looking around to like get a clue. Mm-hmm. And we're having just a conversation. All of a sudden, the rocks, every single rock in the ground was a fucking star. Like it literally had the brightness, like glitter of a awesome. star. That's yeah. awesome. And I was like, uh, hey, so I've never done these. You don't see, like, there's not shiny things on the ground, right? <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I was like, I feel like there's shiny glass or something all over the ground right now. She's like, no, but it's definitely kicking in for you. I was like, all right, cool. This is cool. I like this. Good start. That's awesome. Yeah. That's at the gorge, right? Yeah. So I did, I went to, a few years in a row, I went to the Dave Matthews Band show there. Oh, yeah. The little super fun caravan thing they do. Uh, who the Dave Matthews? Mm-hmm. Isn't oh. like a it's a whole thing, isn't it? I don't know. I think it is. Every time he goes to the gorge, it's like a whole like it's like big deal production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was there with Soshi and like some of her friends from like high school, I think. And me and Soshi ended up doing mushrooms there, and I ended up getting lost. And I cannot believe that I found my way. I mean, you've seen how many campsites there are there. Wandering around in the middle of the night, trying to find a fucking campsite while you're on mushrooms. Yeah. It was bananas. But I fucking made my way. It'd be hard to do sober. Right. And I made my way back. But um, uh, we, in the middle of the day when, uh, like, things were starting to, like, kick in for us, we ended up, one of the funniest things was we ended up going to this weird campsite and we didn't really know anybody and somebody had set up like a tiny little like fenced area for, it was like for a pet or an animal or dog or something, whatever. But it was like a tiny little white picket fence and a tiny little fucking little house, like the tiniest little setup. And we were both on mushrooms like, what the is this fucking real? Like is this we, for us, right? We were so blown away. Like, is what this is somebody's happening? house? This is so fucking funny. Mushrooms are so funny. They are mushrooms yeah. are a great time. Yeah, but yeah, that was my number one Shasta weird story. It was a little. It was long. What the fuck? If you got any good what the fucks, chime in. Everyone in their life has a few good what the fucks. They're just stories waiting to be told. Right. There's so many Shasta stories that I could have peppered in here. Yeah. But it was long enough already. Right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. This is a long one. Thanks for riding with us. Um, And as always, uh, you know, I'll never say what the fuck to Larry Weir. Yeah. That's someone who I want peppered in. Yeah. Mm. You want to talk about pepper? Pepper me so good, Larry. (laughs) Larry holds. Pepper me. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Stop that.